All sports, all the time. There's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered. Legends never die. This is the Spoken Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. I'm your host, Lance Woodwell. Man, that kid, he can ball, man. He can ball. Touchdown, Kansas City! Man with freaking Mahomes, baby! Uh, let's talk some sports, because that's what we're here to do. You are tuned in to the Spoken Spoken. This is the Spoken Podcast. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz yo, yo, yo. and Trevor Twidwell. What's cracking, y'all? It is the show that we have been waiting since the very beginning, back in February when we started this show, when me and Eddie decided, you know what, let's put this thing together, let's get Trevor aboard, let's start talking some sports in the slowest part of the year because football just ended right that's as we started the show. Why. Perfect timing for us to start a podcast <laughs> from the ground up. <clears throat> As I would, you know, like to believe, but this is what I've been waiting for this show. So you guys are going to get our best, not that we don't give you that anyway, but it's going to be where we give you 110% of our predictions. We've been searching out, we've been analyzing, we've been spinning ice. I mean, I can speak for myself. I spent all of this last weekend going off of every single game, every single matchup through the schedules of every team. And my brain absolutely hurts, but I am excited and I'm so glad to be here. How are you guys feeling tonight? Same, same. Terrific. It's been, it's been a long weekend trying to sort this shit out. <laughs> yeah, man. It's we're, a, we're there. We are here. That's for damn sure. Storming all these teams and records and going through everybody's schedules takes time. Well, you guys going to be shocked for sure. I want to be shocked. We'll see. <laughs> I feel shocked. So we're going to move on right from that part. Um, so before we get to our predictions, and, I, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, we're going through every single team. We're going through every single division. We're going to go through every single playoff matchup. Super Bowl picks, Super Bowl matchup. We're going to give you guys our MVP predictions. We're going to give you our Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, yada, 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 all of it down the list. So I'm going to get right to that after this very little small segment I want to get to you guys real quick. If you had – I don't know how you would possibly miss it if you're in the Kansas City area or you're just a casual football fan. Either way, we got the news a few days ago that uh, former running back for the Philadelphia Eagles and the Buffalo Bills, LaShawn McCoy, decided to head Midwest – and join his former coach, Andy Reid, in the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, when we first heard that the Buffalo Bills cut LaShawn McCoy, and I would like to believe it was kind of a surprising decision because I felt like, well, they, they had already talked about how they wanted to keep him around, and then they cut him. They just straight up cut him and let him go. Uh, you know, the speculation of whether he asked for it or whatever the case is doesn't matter. They were showing him off in the preseason so they could prep him for a trade. Dude. Sure, and yeah. but, but then they end up cutting him anyway, so that's that was the kind of confusing yeah. part about all of it, but – um, as soon as we heard that he had been cut, I immediately took it to Twitter. I said it's a common sense move that the Chiefs bring in LaShawn McCoy for a multitude of reasons. Well, they just don't hide. They yeah, just don't hide. But, but, but the, the, the biggest part for me was is the benefits that come along with it for both parties. Very often, or very rarely do you get a situation like that where both parties are going to benefit almost equally. Mm-hmm. And, and for McCoy's side of it, for the first time in at least seven, eight years – He's playing for a franchise and a team that can actually give him an opportunity to contend. Right. His early years, he got drafted in 2010 by the Eagles, and Andy Reid was the coach, obviously, there. And for a couple of years, the, the Eagles were good enough to be playoff teams. But it was very short-lived because by 2012, Andy Reid had gotten fired, and LaShawn McCoy was just becoming who he is as a player. 
And he never really got a chance after that because the Eagles went down. They got traded to the Bills, I think, midseason. And the Bills, we know who they are. We know what they're about. And it just never he's never really gotten an opportunity. This gives him that incentive. This gives him that opportunity to finally have uh, playoff prowess and add to a career that I think has potential. I don't think it's going to end up being in the Hall of Fame, but I think it has potential if he ends up having a couple more seasons of good football and success. And on the Chiefs' side of things, this benefits them so much because of the fact that although, yes, he is 31, LaShawn McCoy, he being 31, at the same time, because of the fact that they don't have – I love Damian Williams. I think he is a running back one in this league. But they didn't have – he has he, Damian Williams doesn't have a body of work that we can go off of that states, oh, we didn't need LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy adds that depth that this team needs because as much as we like Darwin Thompson – Darwin Simpson has never had an actual rush or touch right. in the NFL in an actual game, so we don't have any actual confidence that we can say this guy is actually going to be what we think he can be. Mm-hmm. So LaShawn McCoy is going to absolutely uh, add to this already star-studded, and I, I say the most talented uh, offense in the history of the NFL. I, I said that as soon as we signed LaShawn McCoy, I tweeted that out. The fastest. I think this is the most talented offense I have ever seen in my lifetime and I would like to think that the best offenses in NFL history have been within the last two or three decades. So that's where I'm going to go off of. I think that the Chiefs definitely benefited off of getting LaShawn McCoy. I think LaShawn McCoy is definitely going to benefit off being in here because there's no pressure on him. Everyone wants to talk about, well, look, he only averaged a little over three yards per carry in his last season with Buffalo. Buffalo lost three Pro Bowl yeah. offensive linemen in the middle of the season. Okay, And they had, and it, it took Josh Allen a while for him to finally start to catch some, some stride. And that wasn't until later in the season. Mm. So LaShawn McCoy never really had an opportunity. Furthermore, he knew they weren't going anywhere. So I can't imagine that he was putting his full effort into you know, putting his body out on the line when he knows that he can potentially get another team or another opportunity elsewhere the next season. And right. what do you know? It ended up happening. So that's my thoughts. I don't know if you guys want to get some thoughts on that real quick. No, but- yeah, I mean, I, I just think he's going to be a good change of pace guy. He definitely pushed Darwin Thompson down the depth chart, but it's, it's fine because Darwin Thompson can be the backup for him. Um, he, Him and Damian Williams are similar players, really. Their bodies are pretty similar size. But I, I do think uh, um, they're both great pass catchers, so I think they'll both be interchangeable. But I definitely think Damian gets 65% of all the work, at least, um, just because he has way fresher legs. Like you said, he hasn't had the workload. Yeah, I think the most he ever most rushes he ever had in a, in a season is 50. So, I mean, he's going to catch a lot of passes. I think he's going to definitely put up big numbers, um, and we'll talk about those, obviously, later. Um but McCoy is a, just a perfect addition. He knows the system. He knows, you know, Reed's system already, and it's just going to be a flawless transition, and I'm excited yeah. for it. So, Absolutely. All right, well, we're going to move right along, guys. Uh, no further ado, we're going to give you our official, 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 20, yeah, official. capital O, official <laughs> 2019 NFL predictions. Uh, obviously, we're going to go across the table, but we also have our guy Shaggy Shane decided to grace us with his predictions as well. Uh, if you have not followed Shaggy yet, definitely get on get on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube. He has a great following on YouTube as well. It's Shaggy Shane. Go follow him on uh, YouTube for sure. He does a lot of videos throughout the season. Uh, the most passionate Chiefs fan you'll ever meet. The best person you'll ever meet as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's, uh, let's actually start with Shaggy um, with the NFC East. We're going to get right into it, guys. Uh, he gave me his uh, his division winners, and we're going to start with the, the NFC East. Okay. Shaggy Shane decided to pick the, the Philadelphia Eagles. He's uh, big on them this year. He has them going 12-4. and four. I don't want to expand on his predictions. I just want to give them to you, and we'll pass it along to Trevor. So he's got the Eagles at 12-4 and four winning the NFC East. Wow. 
Okay, yeah, I, I also have them winning the, that division. Um, and I, I'm actually a big believer in the Eagles as well. Um, I have them going 10 and 6, though. I don't have them winning 12 games, but 10 and 6, I feel, is a good number for them. So that's that's my prediction for the Eagles winning that division there. So my prediction is going to be also the Eagles. I believe I believe in Carson Wentz. I, I really do believe, and I got the Eagles going 11 and 5. Nice. Okay. Well, all four of us are picking the same team. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking the Eagles. I, I'm picking them to go 12 and four. Nice. I think that Carson Wentz, I know he's been criticized because of the fact that he's not only been injured, but Nick Foles ended up leading them to a Super Bowl a couple of years a ago. Too. I think that Carson Wentz with, I mean, I think that the Eagles are probably the most, the most complete team in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, defensively, they're completely sound the in all weapons, regards. This is the most weapons Wentz has had. And Wentz, yeah, Wentz has insane weapons this year. I think that with Peterson and him, He's going to shut a lot Sean of mouths. Jackson, yeah, a lot of critics. Yeah, a lot of critics. I think that they, I think they're going to run with the the NFC East. But I'm going to give you guys and let's let's actually from let's transition a little bit. And the next ones we do, which will be the NFC North, let's start from the bottom of the divisions and give the records. Okay. So for the NFC East, Trevor, who do you have bottom to top? Okay, so the very bottom, I think, obviously the Redskins. I think they're going to be a dumpster fire. I think they're one of the few tanking teams this year. Um, I think they're trying to get some more picks this next coming season. So I have them at five, five, five and 11. Um, I think that's being pretty generous, giving them five wins. Um, do you want me to continue up? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Okay. All, all and then up. after that, I have the Giants at six and 10. I think the Giants will be almost me- like a decently mediocre team because I think they have a lot of good weapons. I just don't know if they're going to switch from Eli. If they do, that might up their chances to have a better record because uh, I think yeah, Jones is a pretty good quarterback. So we'll see. Um, and then I have the Cowboys at nine and seven and missing the playoffs. All right. For me, it's pretty much almost the same, except the, the winning records. But I got the Redskins at the very bottom. Uh, they're they're going to be horrible this year. I, I don't think they're going to be anything <laughs> anything but horrible. I got the Red, Redskins winning two games this season. Ooh. I got them going 2-14. and 14. They'll be a decent offense, I think, but their, their defense is so bad. But it's, bad. it's kind of the same situation with the Giants. Like, when is, yeah. da- when is Dwayne Haskins play? Because exactly. Case Keenum is going to be their starter. He's a starter. Absolutely. Just like Eli will be, so you don't really know. Maybe Dwayne can we come in and ring through. You know, exactly. well, we'll and, and uh, right above them, I got the Giants. Uh, I, I think they're also going to be a dumpster fire. I also think they're going to be trying to get some draft picks, some some good uh, some good picks. Sure. So I got them going four and twelve. And then I got the Cowboys uh, with the whole Zeke uh, Zeke uh, situation going on. Yeah. It was a little tough for me to kind of figure out the record. He's looking to play Week One. Yeah, but. but we'll see. Uh, so I got the Cowboys going nine and seven, okay, and missing the playoffs. And then obviously you have the Eagles winning the yep. division. Well, I, I this, this show might be a little more predictable than I expected. <laughs> um, I have I have Washington uh, uh, bottom of the barrel. This at might four. be the easiest division, though. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's I think it's pretty predictable, yeah. honestly. I mean, I, maybe something like a lot of people are big on the Cowboys, so maybe it's not so predictable top on the top, like but the bottom. Like, high on the Cowboys, though, so. Washington's going to go four and twelve, in my opinion. I don't. They have they have really no depth whatsoever on any. Jordan Reed is always hurt. And he's supposed to be the premier guy um, for Washington. I think they just traded Crowder, actually. Four and twelve. So four and twelve, yeah. Uh, and then I got the Giants at five and eleven. The reason why I have them at five and eleven is I think they actually start the season two and two, um, and then Eli just kind of makes his way through the rest of the season. But I think Daniel Jones at the end, the very end of the season, does get a start. I was going to say I think they will bench. They have good uh, weapons, though, offensively. Sterling Shepard, uh, Golden Tate, Golden Tate but he'll be in a month. So, but I, I do Evan, think the Evan Giants. Ingram. 
Yeah, Evan Ingram, but yeah. I, I think they start two and two. Yeah. I do. I think they start the season decent, and it's going to keep the Giants fans at bay where they're not asking for Daniel Jones yet. Both those teams have terrible defenses. You're right. Eagles, That's, Eagles yeah. and Cowboys are just going to eat them alive in their division. And as far as the Cowboys are concerned, again, I told you that every, a lot of people are big on them because they have an incredible yeah. defense. Yeah. When Ezekiel Elliott, yeah. if he does play, he's the best running back in football, in my yeah, opinion. Absolutely. And Dak Prescott is good enough with a good offensive line. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Jason Garrett... This could be his last season. So there's a lot of pressure on Jason Garrett, too. Having said all that, there's a lot of uncertainty because Amari Cooper's dealing with an injury. Ezekiel, we don't know. <laughs> we, we don't know when Ezekiel is going to play. I, it, I we can assume week one. I think Michael Gallup's going to be a breakout player. Sure. And that's fine. But Jason, they're relying on a 37, soon to be 38-year-old Jason Witten. Yeah. For me, I think the Cowboys are going to be one of those teams that are in every, they're in every game. They're They'll never going to get they're not going to be blown out in yeah. any game. But there's going to be those games where they have a crunch time moment. They just don't get it done. I have the Cowboys missing the playoffs as well, and they will be going nine and seven. Ooh, now nice. let's all, all the way across the board. Man. Yeah. Nice. So we, well, let's let's see if this one gets a little bit more. Yeah. I think this one might be the one. Um, the NFC North. Ooh, yeah. um, my guy Shaggy. My guy Shaggy has the Packers winning the NFC North uh, eleven and five. Trevor, start from the bottom and work all the way to the top, man. All right, the bottom I have. I think this is. I think this is a very competitive division. I mean, I know outside the Lions, but I still think the Lions are going to be competitive for this year. Um, I have them uh, at the fourth spot at seven and nine. Okay, um, which I think is a pretty you know humble spot to, or a humble record to have for them. I mean, I think some people are expecting to be really bad, and I, I think they're going to be somewhat decent. Um, and I have the Bears next, actually. Okay, I have the Bears at nine and seven. This is a good division, man. I think both, all these teams are going to win their fair share. But I have the Bears at nine and seven. I think I, I believe in their their defense is going to regress a little this year, um, and I don't know, man. I don't not I'm not a believer in Mitchell Trubisky. I think he's very athletic, but I don't believe in his downfield ability. I don't believe in his when he when he escapes the pocket, he's not looking down the field like we see from some other young guys that already have that ability. He's just kind of a I don't know. He's kind of a jag to me. Um, I do like his athletic abilities, but nine and seven. Explain that for the listeners, just in case they don't know what a jag is. Just, just a guy. Just a guy. There yeah, you go. he's just a guy to me, man. I feel like he's just kind of one of those guys that, like a Case Keenum. I think he might be in the same tier as him here pretty soon, um, but maybe not. Nine and seven for the Bears. I have them missing the playoffs. Um, a lot of people have them as a Super Bowl favorite, um, and then I have the Vikings next at ten and six, making the playoffs. Um, and after that, I have the Packers, who I'm very high on this year, even with the tough schedule and a tough division, at going eleven and five. Okay, so for me, uh, I guess it's going to be the same across the board. Uh, I think we're all going to have the Lions. Damn it, Eddie, mix it up a little bit, man. (laughs) God, the the listeners want some injury. injury, I'm not going to be as generous as uh, Trevor over here. I I do have the Lions going 5-11. and and I I just don't don't see it. I I mean, I don't see it. It could very well be a dumpster. Nah, the next two, it's a tie between the next two. But obviously – there's a – yeah, whatever. So <laughs> at number three, I have the Vikings. Uh, I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. Wait, you said number – okay, okay. So division. the second place, you have the Vikings in second oh, place. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Number three, I have the Vikings. At number two, I have the Packers. I do have the Packers going 9-7. Yeah. Uh, I believe in Aaron Rodgers, but yeah. what what uh, what like what other weapons other than uh, – Fuck, what's the wide receiver's name? Devontae Adams. Adams. Yeah, other than that, what is he? Aaron Jones is a good running back, but he's not known to use his running backs. But we might see a change in that this year. You know what I mean? So, at number one, I do have the Bears winning the division at 10 and 6. It's going to be a a super, super close. It's going to be a super close division. And I do do think that that the Bears' defense is what's going to keep them alive. Yeah. Yeah. 
So and let's get great. Coach. I do have the Packers and Vikings missing the playoffs though. Wow. Okay. Ooh. This is where things change. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a big, you guys obviously know I'm a big Matt Stafford fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he's a $40 million a year quarterback. We talked to our guy, Kent Swanson a couple weeks ago. Yes. I stand by that. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> if he was on a better team and that's the problem, the lions are just not a good team. They don't have anything reliable on the defensive side. Matt Patricia might not be panning out very well. And, and he has – I mean, who's he throwing the ball to for Christ's sake? I mean, it's – They it, want to be a run-heavy team. But. It's not going to work. Um, I have them, uh, the Lions, at the bottom of the barrel at 5-11, and 11, just like Eddie does. Um, but I'm actually – I'm actually – Lower on the Bears than most people are this year. I think that last year they went where they go twelve and four. Yeah, they overachieved. They overachieved. They had an easy schedule. No one really had any expectation of what they were, and they were fraud. Yeah, they were fraudulent in my eyes. I think the Bears' defense is legit. I I think their run game was legit. I don't know is Montgomery going to be the guy. I don't know. There's a lot of questions with that. He's a rookie player. I don't trust Mitchell Trubisky. I, I, we talked about before the show, Eddie, I don't trust, I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a decent quarterback, you know, maybe top 20. He's very athletic. He runs he's very athletic. He's got good legs. Incredible. Incred- Commandeer is Kansas City's alternative apparel brand. They make unique Kansas City themed clothing and accessories with a countercultural apparel. Find them online at commandeerbrand.com or follow them at commandeerbrand on Instagram or Facebook. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number two. I'm your host, Lance Twoodwell, inside the KC Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz yo, yo, yo. and Trevor Twoodwell. What's cracking? Well, technically, Shaggy Shane's with us, too, because <laughs> we're giving out predictions tonight. Theory, theory. We left off at the NFC South. Now we're going to go to the NFC West. Let's get right to it. My guy, Shaggy Shane, has the Los Angeles Rams winning the NFC West at 10-6. and six. Trevor. Who's uh? What's your, what's your NFC West looking like? Um. So in the fourth spot, I have the Cardinals going five and eleven. Um. I think that's pretty fair. I think there's a, a big learning curve coming Kyler Murray's way. Um. He looked pretty bad in the preseason. I know we can't judge it off that, but he looked like he was trying to escape the spies, and he was too slow to escape the spies. So if that's going to be a problem moving forward, he might be screwed for the rest of his career. Um. <clears throat> after that, I have the 49ers going six and ten. I have them as a sub five hundred team, which will help us. Uh, get that pick that we need. And um, I think they'll be a decent team, fun to watch, fun offense, but that defense is straight trash. Um, and then next I have the Seahawks making the playoffs at 10-6, and six, and I have the Rams making the playoffs right above them at 10-6. and six. So the, the Rams will have a better division record? Yes. Okay. They'll have the tiebreaker. conference record, yes. basically, yeah. I, I, like, I love both those teams. Okay. But, yeah, we'll see. That's my All right. My predictions go. Now I got a number four. I do have the Cardinals. Uh, do have them going four and twelve? I, I mean, I don't think nobody believes in them as much as even with uh, their number one quarterback. It's an experiment right now, really. Yeah. Yeah. So they're at a learning curve right now. So I got them at four and twelve. Then I got number three. I got the 49ers. I got them going five and eleven. I do not believe in uh, Garoppolo. I don't think he is the answer to that franchise. At number two. I have the Seahawks. I believe Russell Wilson's going to have an amazing year. He's going to have a great year. But I do have them going at 10 and 6. I do have them making the playoffs, though. Yeah. At number one, this might shock a little bit, but I do have the Rams again uh, winning the division. I I believe they're also hungry for that Super Bowl. I, I believe they, they want to get back there. Uh, yeah, they looked so like a stinker going, out there last time. Uh, so I, yeah. got them, I got them going 13 and 3. All right, back to back years of thirteen See, and three. I, I think I think I don't think Russell Wilson has that great of a year, but I think their team's going to be really good. 
because their his passing numbers, I think, are going to be down because they're just going to be so run heavy, to, even like they were last year. But they're still a good team last year. Whew. The Cardinals are going to be really bad this year, and I mean, really, really bad. Might be the worst defense in the league. And I don't. I like Kyler Murray. I do, but I've watched him in the preseason, and I think it's going to take a while for him. To, if he ever becomes a big time player in this league, it's going to take at least another year. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, the Cardinals are going to be really, really bad. I have them finishing at the bottom at two and fourteen. Um, they, I looked at their schedule. I don't see a lot of wins yeah. at all. Well, we I mean, we don't know what to expect from Kyler. It's it's tough to predict, but I, I think the offense. It, this is going to be a bad season. I, I really think it's going to be some serious growing pains for him. He's going to have a lot of turnovers. Coach, yeah. it's going to be a lot of questions of whether he's the right thing. I'm not saying that this is going to be a future thing because for all we know, he could turn it around. We've seen worse. You know, Peyton Manning, his first season had 28 interceptions. So there's 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 guys that are redemption stories, and I think. He could be that, but in the meantime, they're going to be really bad. Um, I'm not big on the 49ers at all. I look at their team top to bottom. They got names, but they don't really have a lot of talent, if that makes sense. I think George Kittle is one of the two to three best tight ends in football. But outside of that, you have, I think, Goodwin. Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman's he's a good running back. He's, he's never not, been the guy, but yeah, I, I like Tevin Coleman. And he's had injury problems throughout his career. Uh, Jim, I'm with Eddie 100%. I don't believe in Jimmy G. I don't think he's what we thought he was going to be. Yeah, I wasn't a big believer in him before the ACL, and now after now, the ACL, I think he, I think he's kind of timid. I actually only have them winning one more game. The Cardinals, I have them at three and thirteen. I don't because because should be a good offense. Well, that's the thing though is we don't know if Jimmy G can stay healthy. That's the other part of this. So there's questions. I don't trust the run game. I don't. I think Tevin Coleman's fine, but for a full season, relying on him, relying on him for a full season is dangerous. And and surprisingly, they have a kind of a tough schedule. I looked at their schedule. They don't have an easy schedule. Well, they got a lot know, of bad road games. the Rams and Seahawks twice. Too, right. <laughs> so, and they don't have a, a really a home field advantage anymore. So I, I don't expect them to win a lot of home games either. I think they're going to be pretty bad at three and 13. I have the Rams finishing second in this division. And yeah, there's a lot of reasons why it was close. To it's me. there's a lot of reasons why, um, historically, and I don't like to be that guy, but historically when teams make the play the, the Super Bowl and lose, they don't always fare that well the next season. Luckily for them, they have a 24-year-old Jared Goff, who's, I think, a, a really good quarterback. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely excelling in McVay's offense. Speaking of that, did you just see what he got signed? Yeah, with? he's going to get that four-year deal. What was the total? He just signed it. Uh, let me see here real quick. It was Jared Goff gets NFL record $110 million. Well, congratulations to Jared Goff because Mahomes going to shit all over that in about a year. So, <laughs> but no, no, I'm happy for him. He earned it. Quarterback, man. Um, yeah, absolutely. Who put up three points in the Super Bowl? Um <laughs> But I, I think the, the Rams are going to struggle because we don't know what Todd Gurley is going to be this season. He has an arthritic knee. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, last season was very magical for the Rams. It was a, it was one of those seasons like wow, like they really put it together. They were super deep on the defensive side. They're not as deep this year on the defensive side. They do have the best defensive player in the league. It's not close, and they're Donald. Mm-hmm. And I expect them to still eat. He's going to be a big reason why they win a lot of games this year because I do have them still as a playoff team. He's still got Marcus Peters who could become a, a better player than he was. I last do year. think Marcus will have a better season, but yeah. I don't expect him to be with the Rams after this season. But that's that's neither here nor there. Right. I have the Rams finishing second in the NFC uh, the NFC West at ten and six. Like I guess that they're going to be a playoff team, be a wild card team, and uh, they'll be good enough to just get there. I think they went. They're good for ten wins. McVay is a good enough coach oh, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I have the Seahawks. I am very big on the Seahawks this year. They have the best run game in the NFL, in my opinion, with Russell Wilson's mobility and Chris Carson and the way that the, the offensive line is so Sean, good with the run Sean game. But yes, exactly. And I think their defense is going to really shock people well, this year. Clowney signing was huge. That was good. But here's the thing. They also have Bobby Wagner. Right. They have KJ Wright. 
They have some studs on that defensive yeah. side. I think I think Shaq Griffin and those guys are going to really surprise some people this year. I I really I so. really do. Yeah, I, I so. have the Seahawks at twelve and four. Oh, yeah. That home field advantage is going to really kick in this year, and their road schedule. Isn't as tough. They play the Steelers early in the year. Yeah, they're starting their season off. But they could steal that game in Pittsburgh. Butt loving the Bengals week one. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I think the Seahawks really put yeah, it this together this year. Pete Carroll knows that he's towards the end of his career. I think that they are DK a, Matt a, ready for week one a legit same. Super Bowl contender. I think they're a legit Super Bowl contender. So I have them at uh, 12-4 winning the NFC West. So recollecting uh, through the NFC, uh, we have the I have the Eagles at the one seed. I have the Seahawks as the two seed. Falcons as the three, Packers as the four, Rams as my five, and then I have the Saints as my six. Trevor, who do you got? I have the um, Packers as my six, Seahawks as my five, Rams as my four, Eagles as my three, and the Saints as my one. What we got, Eddie? Who's your seeds? Uh, at my number six, I do have the Falcons. At number five, I have the Seahawks. Number four, I have the Bears. Number three, the Eagles. Number two, the Saints. Number one, the Rams. Oh, I didn't say Vikings were my number two. I think I left that one. Oh, Vikings yeah. are your number two. Okay. Vikings are my two. They win. They won. They win the NFC North. Obviously, that's what you have them as, right? Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna go right to the AFC. We're gonna waste no time. We're gonna go right to the AFC East. Um, my guy Shaggy Shane. Let's let's pull his uh, predictions up really quick. Uh, he has the let's. Oh, he's got okay. So he's got the Patriots as the number one seed in the AFC at thirteen and three. That's what he picks of the AFC East. Trevor, who's your what's your AFC East looking like? I got the Dolphins at the four spot at five and eleven. I think that's being kind of uh, nice. I think they're really trying to tank as hard as they can. Um, but five and eleven, I, I put them there as that. Jets are the next one. I have them at seven and nine. Um, and then the Bills are the next eight and eight. I, th- I actually think the Bills are going to be a solid team. I think their defense is really slept on, and I, I like Josh Allen a lot. I think he's going to make enough big plays to get them over on some. Um, on some 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 closer games where they need a big play from him, I think he can he can do that. And then I had the Pats winning the, the division, obviously and making the playoffs at twelve and four. This is an easy division for the Pats. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, every damn year, it's so tough. You know, yeah. having having five to six wins a year, you know, must be real di- ridiculous. Um, I do have the Dolphins at number four. Uh, I do have them going two and fourteen. They are going to be that the worst NFL team this you year. Hit I the, believe. the four seeds in every division. And <laughs> you shit all over <laughs> like the bottom barrel is. Wins. They're the bottom of the bottom <laughs> of the barrel. Like they're outside like, of the. They're below oh, the barrel. They're below. They're like under the seat. Under the seat. I do have the Bills at number three. Uh, I mean, it's the Bills. I got them going five and eleven. And then, I do believe in uh, Sam Darnold. I think he's 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 a decent quarterback. I'm not gonna say he's a good quarterback because we haven't seen much, but we but we've seen he he's performed he's performed well. I just don't like Adam Gase. Yeah, uh, um, I do have the Jets going six and ten this season, and then obviously the number one uh, is gonna be the Patriots. I do have them going twelve and four. Okay, well, uh, we all agree on the Dolphins for sure at the bottom. I'm gonna take it a step further. I don't think they win a game until I think week thirteen. Uh, Dolphins? The Dolphins. I think they go one in fifteen this year. Uh, they've made it very obvious nice. that they don't want to. They don't want to win this year. Uh, let alone. I mean, it starts from starting Ryan Fitzpatrick as your quarterback. You trade away your left hey, tackle, who's he's had thirty two touchdown seasons before. I that was what six years ago. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a guy that gives you a month of really good football <laughs> and then starts shitting the bed on a weekly basis. I would be pulled by. So the, the Dolphins are going to lose a lot. 
and I mean a lot. They're gonna lose. I think they lose 15 games this year. They're gonna obviously get the number one pick. They want to get Tua out of Alabama. Yeah. I think that's who they're gonna go for. They're gonna make sure for, for they're not Josh spending Rosen. any money on Josh Rosen's Rosen. Future. Josh Rosen. Yeah, uh, the Cardinals spent most or paid for most of that contract, yeah. so they're not really spending any money. So they can let him go, or they can keep him as a backup what, for Tua. What they trade for him. They, uh, I don't remember the trade. It was like a mid round pick, I think it was. And oh, it's a second round pick, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a second round pick, and he was a tenth pick overall. I think ninth, tenth pick overall yeah. three years Plus. ago, two years ago. So yeah, I, I just think the Dolphins are gonna be absolute ass this year. Um, the Bills are gonna be my third team. I like I like Josh Allen. Yeah. The problem is I don't think he's got enough talent around him this year, so I think he's gonna have a lot of turnovers. Um, their defense will be scrappy. I, I I like I mean I like McDermott, but I don't love him. I, I don't oh, know man. if I don't know if he's a long term answer as a head coach out there. I have them losing a lot of games early this year, and then kind of having a little bit of a win streak as the season goes on. I have them at six and ten. Um, I don't think them. I mean, Nick Wright has them as a playoff team, which I think is just absolutely insane. Um, even though the AFC is the inferior conference, right, I don't yeah. see the Pills being a playoff team. Yeah. I, I like the Jets this year. I think that they're going to be a good team. They're not going to be a playoff team. I think Sam Darnold can flirt with 30 touchdowns this year. I think Sam Darnold is going to show. He's got good weapons. He's a franchise quarterback. He is the real deal. I do think his interception interception numbers are going to be yeah. high this year. Their defense is getting better, and I like the, the youth of this team. Le'Veon Bell is going to be an MVP candidate, in my, in my opinion, for the early part of the year because he's going to really come off strong. He's been ready to play football for a while. That O-line is not the Steelers' O-line. No, but I'll I think I, but Le'Veon Bell is so good at catching the ball, so it's not going to really matter. I think he's going to be effective in all regards still, and he's still in his prime. Right. I have the Jets at 7-9. and nine. I think, they're like I said, there's going to be a good team but not a great team. And then let's just get it out of the way. I think the Patriots, they are the class of the worst division in football annually. Uh, the only thing, though, I will say, though, is that even though it's a foregone conclusion they're going to win their, the division, I think the Patriots are going to struggle this year in, in, in a few ways. Uh, you saw it early on last year when they played teams that had a lot of upfront pressure, they didn't score a lot of points. I mean, they, you, you're talking about against the Titans and Lions, they put up a combined uh, 20 points, and then later in the season they played against the Steelers who were blitzing Brady all night, put up 10 points again. I think that's going to happen a lot this year because if you look at their schedule, they play a lot of defenses that like to blitz. Yeah. And I think that's going to happen this year. I think that Brady's going to struggle. He doesn't have the comfort blanket of no nobody, more Gronkowski. Yeah, nobody gets the ball out faster than Brady, though. That's so. what it's going to have to happen. But what I'm saying is their offense, the their same. offense is going to be very enclosed. The teams are going to force Brady. They'll have a lot more close games this, this year, but I, they always win those type of games. Their, their run games can be very good this year. But oh, I yeah. think their offense is going to struggle a lot more than people expect it to. I think their defense is going to actually have to win them some games this year. Yeah, I think, because, Josh, I think you are overhyping the Josh, Josh Gordon addition a little bit. But because of the fact that the AFC East is so bad, I think I think that the the Patriots are going to probably run the table and go six and zero, oh, and that's six of their eleven wins. So they really have to have. I have them at eleven and five as the two seed in the AFC. I think that they're going to go eleven and five, and I think they're going to win their division and make the playoffs for like the nineteenth. Fucking straight season. So, um, let's go to the AFC. How did, how did they get all those first round buys? <laughs> that division helps a little bit, right? It helps. Um, let's go to the AFC uh, North. My guy Shaggy Shane has the Steelers winning that division at ten and six. Trevor, what's your NFC or AFC North looking like? Uh, so I got the Bengals, the bad boy Bengals, sitting at the fourth spot at six and ten. Um. I, I like a lot of pieces on that team. I just their O line is falling apart. Their defense is falling apart. They're going to miss AJ Green for about six weeks. Um, I love Joe Mixon, but I don't think he's going to have that great of a year because of the, how bad the O line is. He's going to have to do a lot of damage to the air. Uh, so there's six and ten for me. I have the Ravens actually at the third spot. 
Um, I know there's been a lot of buzz around Lamar Jackson, and I love the kid. I think if he can get the intangibles down and really work on his release and his accuracy, I think he could become one of the top three quarterbacks in this league moving forward uh, just with the fact that his rushing ability is insane. I think he's going to be a great fantasy asset this year, but as far as real-life football, I'm not a big believer in them this year. I think they have a lot of room to grow. I have them at 9-7. and seven. Um, And then number two spot, I have the Browns making the playoffs at 9-7. and seven. Um, And then obviously I have the Steelers. I think this, I, I'm a big believer in the Steelers this year. I think they're, they're going to do really well without A.B. Um, I have them at 11-5, and five, one in the division. Okay, AFC North. And my number four, I do have the Bengals at uh, four and twelve. Uh, I, I don't believe in the Bengals, just like any other four number four on uh, every every division. <laughs> four I, wins or lower. <laughs> <laughs> bottom of the bottom of the barrel. Actually, yeah, I actually got the yeah the Bengals four and twelve. I like the fourth seed, man. Yeah. We need to go over your fourth your your fourth spots again. We need to see, see what their records are. <laughs> at number three i do have the ravens i do not believe in lamar jackson uh he is more of a running back than he is a quarterback his his throwing abilities fucking suck i do have the ravens going uh six and ten. Oh uh, wow at number two, oh man, that's a, man. Th- th- now we officially have our hot takes of yeah. the night. It's now the party's starting. Let's man. go, Eddie. At Keep it going. Two, at number two, I have the Browns. Uh, I, I I believe in Baker Mayfield. I, I'm a huge believer in Baker uh, Baker Mayfield. He he's cocky. I like his cockiness. Uh, but I, I I mean I do have the big uh, the Browns going eight and eight, making making a wild card. Eight eight. You have an eight and eight, eight team making the walk. Yes. Like I said, keep it going, Eddie. Let's go. Keep it going. That's perfect though. The, AF, the way the AFC is set up this year is a lot of. A lot I, like, of I like it. Keep it going, man. Yeah. Keep it going. At number one, I do have the Steelers. I, I think they're going to miss Antonio Brown a little bit, but I think Juju is going to it's going to step up in a big way. But but I think Big Ben's getting to that age to where he's you know a little bit slower. They some pretty good additions and, too. Yeah, so I do have the Steelers going nine and seven, winning the division. That's that a, was some hot shit, right? I like that, a, man. That's a bad division, bro. I need to like, I need to fan <laughs> off real quick. Holy shit! So I, I'm gonna get out of the way. I think the Bengals are gonna be an awful team this year. Um, it's, it's. I think this probably could be the last season we see Andy Dalton under center. Uh, I just don't think that he's. Oh, I mean, maybe not. I mean, the Bengals held on to Marvin Lewis for like 39 years, right. so who knows? But they're gonna be four and 12 this year, in my opinion. Their schedule's tough. And they're just not good outside of Joe Mixon. That's AJ Green. We don't know what AJ Green's even going to be this year. We have no idea. Tyler Boards is going to uh, get bracketed. Every it's going to be. It's going to be bad. Um, I have three teams in the AFC North making the playoffs this year. Oh wow! And the sixth seed of the playoffs is going to be the Browns. I like the Browns. Here's the thing, though. They have a lot more questions than people want to give. Like everyone's, everyone's hyping them up, and I, and I yeah, like. They haven't, they haven't proven shit. I, I really like Baker Mayfield, but let's be real here. The dude has not been good against good teams. Last year against playoff teams, he had ten touchdowns or eleven interceptions. Yep. Now they did get better. They did get get a OBJ. I think Njoku will have a better year. I, I like Jarvis Landry enough. The run game is going to be really good. They, it's just I don't know what Baker is against good teams yet. And I just have to see him start beating good teams in order for me to really give him the credit. I think he he will ultimately deserve really later on. Up. He's set up for a sophomore slump, but we'll see if that happens. Yes, but then that's that's what I'm saying. But here's the biggest issue I have with the Browns. Freddie Kitchens. I don't know what Freddie Kitchens is going to be as a head coach. Right. And that's important in the NFL. You, how many bad coaches win? 
None. Hardly ever. They might get lucky for a season, but that doesn't happen often. The NFL is a cruel league, and you're gone soon. So I don't – Freddie Kitchens has really got to prove to me. I have the Browns finishing third in the AFC North, but making the playoffs, squeaking in at 9-7. and seven. Hmm. I have the Ravens at number two. See, this is a controversial one because Lamar does not play like most quarterbacks in the NFL. I've been saying all offseason – if he can get to 1,000 rushing yards this year, they're making the playoffs. He had, I think, 850 last year in like nine starts. He's going to get 1,000 rushing yards this year, in my opinion. It's going to blow the. It's going to blow people away. It's like Michael Vick on steroids. I'm saying he's a fantasy asset. He's going to go off. He's going to go off, and it's going to. I think he's going to surprise people with some of the throws he makes this year. He, is, is he going to be a good, a great throw? No, he's he's going to be more like a Jalen Hurts in the NFL. But with the Ravens, it's it's a very unique situation they have up there. They rely on the run game heavy. Their run game is going to be insane this year. I think Mark, I think Melvin or uh, Mark Ingram and, and and Lamar Jackson are going to be an insane tandem this year. It's going to piss people off because yeah. they're going to control time of possession. They're going to keep the game nasty, low scoring. Their defense is going to be good this year. Earl Thomas was a humongous acquisition. I think the Ravens are going to shock a lot of people. They're going to go back to back years at ten and six and make a wild card spot. It's going to be the Browns and Ravens that get the wild card spots in the AFC. And then I have the Steelers as my third seed in the in the AFC at eleven and five. No one is really giving the Steelers a lot of credit this year because yes, they have lost a lot of talent. They lost Antonio Brown, who had fifteen touchdowns last year. They lost El Bell, who didn't have him last year at all, and they missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But the Steelers were so close last year in so many ways. Yeah. They had a lot of injuries. They missed, like I said, two All Pro players. And yet, Big Ben had over 5,000 passing yards and over 35 so touchdowns. I don't see that changing. I expect the Steelers to be one of the best offenses in the NFL. I think that Juju is going to step out there and be a wide receiver one. James Washington. I think Vance McDonald's going to have a good year. And I think James Conner is going to really put his name on the map this Absolutely. year. I really think the Steelers are going to be a great, uh, not a great team, but a really, really good team that people need to take seriously. I have them, like I said, 11-5 and five is my three seed. Yeah. So we're going to take a break because that way we can get the AFC South and the AFC West together in the next segment. Go ahead, Trevor. I just want to throw one more thing in there about the Lamar Jackson stuff, how you're saying he's, he doesn't play the game. To, Go ahead. It's normal like normal. Just real quick, they did hire Greg Roman this offseason as their offensive coordinator. Greg Roman's also the also offensive coordinator that gave Colin Kaepernick his best season and Tyrod Taylor. That's a great point. Those comps are <laughs> a great very point. comparable to Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson's more talented than both of them, so that gives well, you all the more reason to think that he's going to make them. Right. You know. But he gave those two guys who are a similar athletic freak yep. running ability kind of players their best season. I, I like it. That's so. that's a good. That's why I'm big on the Ravens. I think they have yeah. what it takes to be a playoff team again. For sure. So like yeah. I said, when we get back, we're going to start with AFC South, and we're going to get to, I know a lot of our listeners are waiting for the AFC West. We'll get back to all that. After this, Casey Hemp Company, your most trusted CBD provider in Kansas City, shipping nationwide, ancient plant for a new age health. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Casey Hemp Co. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number three. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the Casey Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Trevor Twidwell what up? and Eddie Ortiz. Yo, 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 yo. Mixed it up on you guys. Eddie, See, this is the night of unpredictability. Yo, I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, yo, 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 for the Trevor. <laughs> Trevor told yo, yo, yo. <laughs> so let's get right to it, guys. Let's let's not miss a beat. In the AFC South, let me pull up my guy, Shaggy Shane, because uh, – this might shag. This might shock a little bit. Shag you. You might shag. This might shag you. <laughs> be, be prepared to be shagged. My English people, what's up? Uh, in the AFC South, my guy Shaggy Shane has the Jaguars winning the division at eleven and five. That's my guy Shaggy. Give it up for Shaggy Shane. Hey. 
Hey, <laughs> All right, Trevor, what is your AFC South looking like? You might be surprised, too. Uh, I have the Titans at the fourth spot. I think they're going to be a pretty mediocre team. I have it. They're very well-coached teams. I think they're going to be in a lot of close games, and they're going to be impressive as far as keeping good offenses in a close game. Uh, uh, but I had them going 6-10, and 10, not expecting anything from them, really. Um, Mariota might get benched halfway through the season. He, he's pretty bad. Um, and then in my third spot, I have the Texans. I have the Texans. I don't believe in them this year. I like Deshaun Watson, but we can't bank on his health, for one. Um, I don't think they're a very well-coached team. I think they lose a lot of games that are close, and they should. a lot of games they should have won, even last year, a lot of games they should have won, they, they, they lost. And it wasn't because of the talent of the team. I think it's poor coaching, poor clock management, a lot of just poor decisions on the uh, the coaching side. I have them at 7-9 and nine in the third spot. I have the Colts at 8-8. Eight and eight. I think Jacoby Brissett, the last time we saw him, he got thrown into this that position when Andrew Luck got hurt. Right, he had no idea of the offense, and that was always all also another entirely different offense. And I think under this new scheme, um, with this new, with, you know, uh, what's the head coach's name again? I forget his name. Uh, oh, Frank Reich. Frank Reich, who I love. I think he's a great outside of Andy Reid, one of the best offensive minds in this in this league. We've seen what he can do with, Q, with QBs. Uh, look what he did with Andrew Luck last year, his best year uh, as in his career. Um, I have them going eight and eight in the second spot, and I do have the Jags winning the division, but. At nine and seven, I think this division is not probably the most mediocre division in the league, probably, but they're all pretty similar teams. Uh, but I think the Jags' defense is going to be very good this year again, and I do think Carson or Carson Wentz. I do think uh, uh, Nick Foles, Big Dick Nick. I think he puts them over the top and gets them into the, the playoffs. Yeah, you might be surprised with mine. I mean, I do have oh, to- no shit. You got the Ravens at six and ten. <laughs> Tell me more, Eddie. Jags are going zero and sixteen. At number four, I have the Titans. I yet again, I not, I don't believe in their quarterback Mariota. Can he even stay healthy? You know, the answer is no. Exactly. So after that, like, who who's your backup? Like, I, I don't even know. So I do have the Titans uh, going three and thirteen. They're just gonna be a bad team. Uh, at number three, I have the Jaguars. <laughs> Woo! At number three, I should Jack have the Jaguars. Right oh, now. yes. Uh, you guys do realize Shane's going to kick all of our asses when yeah. he sees us next, yeah, right? Yeah, damn it, Eddie. Shane's like 6'11". Like, he's going to murder us. Yes. I do, not, I do not believe in Big Dick Nick. Uh, he, he was in a perfect place at the perfect time with the Eagles. I just don't think he's a starter. He's more of a backup than a starter. I don't think he he handles pressure well. You don't think he's an upgrade uh, from Blake Bortles? They they had some good years with Blake Bortles. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely an upgrade from Blake Bortles. I'll tell you that. But I mean, it's, it's big dig nick. But <laughs> on the Super Bowl run, I, I I can't honestly say. I mean, his early years with the Eagles, but yeah, whatever. So I do have him going six and ten. And then at number Dang. two, number two, I have the Colts. Uh, they are gonna miss Andrew Luck. They they're. Jacoby Brissett or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. he's not he's not going to be a good or great quarterback this season. You got Brian Hoare back they're, in the just in case. So. <laughs> That's a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> so I do have the Colts uh, going 7-9. and nine. Uh, I still think that they're, they're just like a better team than the other two. And then at number one, I have the Texans. I do believe in the Texans. Uh, I do have them going 10-6. and six. All right. Just a little side note. You guys remember when Brian Horror won the Chiefs that a, that uh, playoff <laughs> First game? Play of the game. He threw to Marcus. <laughs> threw right to Marcus Peters. <laughs> he, I think he had what five interceptions in that From game. That moment, I knew that game was that was over. that was the worst and then game. Now, did, did not, or wait, 
The game started with now Davis. Now Davis the house. didn't get touched. Yeah. He just ran right up the middle. Dave Tove had that perfect. on the goddamn radio coming home from work. Dude, I mean, we were watching that with Dad. I was actually at Dad's house. And um, yeah, I was coming. We turned the TV on because we were late. Oh, okay. I turned the TV on and Niall caught the ball and ran. <laughs> so we're running in the room, like high five and like throwing down. Dude, dude. I'm like trying to direct my vehicle yeah. on the way to see that. <laughs> and Dad just got a new TV that day too, so we had to program it just in time as well. So that was a blast. I but literally it, turned on my TV when everybody was like, "Sure." <laughs> it's like, what happened? Well, our uh, AFC South. Uh, we I think this is where we're all going to really disagree, and I think you guys are going to. I told you before, there's going to be one that you guys are going to really hate. Uh, look, I think Jacoby Brissett is going to be fine. Yeah. The problem is, is that dr- the drop from Andrew Luck to Jacoby Brissett is traumatic. It's going to be dramatic. You're going from a guy who had 39 touchdowns to a guy who's probably going to have 23 to 24, 25, maybe. That's a significant drop off for a yeah. team, especially like the Colts that need a great quarterback. I don't think the Colts, I think they're going to try really hard this year. They have talent. All across the board, they have a good team. Frank Reich is a damn good they'll, coach. They'll be very motivated. They'll be motivated, but I, I, I sense I sense some desperation with them because I think they know just how important Andrew Luck has been. And if you've watched the Colts without Andrew Luck and then with Andrew Luck, it is literally night and day. So I'm going to pick the Colts to finish last in the division this year at six Ooh. and ten. I think that they will be a decent team, but they they're it's going to show how important Andrew Luck was. I have to believe Andrew Luck was just the most he was the most valuable player in the AFC South. By far. Um, then I have the Jaguars actually at my third spot. Yes, they are going to have an incredible defense. They'll probably have the best of the defense in the AFC. They probably will. Them and the Ravens, and you know, there'll be other teams that are up there, but I think the Jags will have a very, very good defense. The problem is, is that everyone is automatically assuming that Nick Foles is going to be the answer. But here's the thing, man, is that Eddie was 100% right. He was in the perfect situation with the Eagles. Now, I will give it to him. He did play big, especially in the Super Bowl. He had some big moments, and he told he, he suggested the the play, the Philly Philly, you know, the Philly special. Definitely. That was, you know, that was all Nick. But if you look at the team he had around him, the offense that he had around him, it was, and then Doug Peterson yeah. calling the plays, as opposed to the Jaguars, who have the worst wide receiving core and tight end core in the NFL. He has no one to throw the ball to. Uh, uh, Fournette is literally a sneeze away from having a cracked rib. I mean, he's injury prone. That's who they're relying on on their offense. I'm sorry. I like Nick Foles. He's not an elite quarterback, which means he won't elevate a bad, talentless offense. They're not going to be able to score enough points this year. I have them finishing 8-8 eight and eight and missing the playoffs. Then comes the Texans. I know you believe in them, Eddie, but here's the problem. Even though their acquisition at left tackle will just come in, they still have arguably the worst offensive line in the AFC. They lost Lamar Miller, which is going to be a bigger loss than people realize. They're going to still rely heavily on DeAndre Hopkins, which he's going to eat. But their defense, they, it never lives up, especially now that losing Clowney. Now, I'm not as big on Clowney as a lot of people are, but the dude is a talent. And losing him next to J.J. Watt, which J.J.'s, J.J. Watt's clearly pissed right. based off the tweets he had of a damn kid on the golf course letting him know, yep. as opposed to his team letting him know. You'd think that the guy that's probably the greatest player in franchise history would probably know that you know, ahead of time. But I, I see the I see the Texans be, and Trevor. You nailed it on the head. Their coaching it, it's inconsistent. Bill O'Brien's a good play caller, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he's a great head coach. I don't know if he's a good head coach. And they don't have a GM. That, that stuff's just, they, they're just weird. They're a really weird franchise. No one cares about them. I just I think they're talented in spots. They really have they have a lot of talent. They're very top heavy. Desha- Deshaun Watson will have a great season, but oh, yeah. I don't expect them to do anything more than what the Jaguars did. And I think they're going to finish eight and eight. And <laughs> That leaves one team. You're on some bullshit. 
That leaves one team. Wow. And let me explain to you why the Titans are going to win the AFC South. <laughs> I can't wait to revisit this one. So Mike Vrabel, in my opinion. Oh, he's awesome. Mike Vrabel might be the best coach in this division. Yeah, you got to have a quarterback, though. Here's why I think they win. Because of Marcus Mariota. I know that sounds crazy. Think about this. Marcus Mariota has one last chance to play for his starting role. Exactly. And hold on, let me finish. They don't, no one is expecting Mariota to succeed. And this is the NFL. This is where crazy things happen. And the AFC South, like the NFC South, has been insanely unpredictable. This is the writings that I'm telling you, I think this is going to happen. And like like Trevor said, there's no bad teams in this division. It's the biggest toss-up division. Out. Biggest toss-up division. I think the Titans have an incredible defense, a good enough defense, I should say. Very well coached. Very well coached defense. Mike Vrabel has got that thing on lock. Yeah. Um, uh, Henry in the backfield. I think it's a very underrated running back. Oh man, they're going to be—they're going to score. They're not going to score a lot of points this he year. Me, Leon Lewis, I did one too. Exactly. Yeah. I think that they're going to make games very gritty. I think Mariota is going to surprise people. I don't think he's—he's he's only had one season in his career with twenty touchdowns or more. This will be number two. I think Marcus Mariota has a good enough season to get them to a winning record, like they did last year. If you remember, they were nine and seven last season. They were not a bad team last year, and I think they've gotten better. They could be the Seahawks of the AFC South. I think they'll surprise some people. Yeah. I think they go nine and seven and win the AFC South. I kind of hope that can't, happens. I would uh, kind of I would root for them. It's nice, it's like, Mariota's last chance. But can he stay healthy though? But even if that okay, but here's here's where I'm going to go with that. Let's say Mariota goes down. You know who they have as their backup? Ryan Tannehill, who's probably the best backup in the NFL. Yeah. So this guy started for six seasons in Miami and put up some good numbers. Fits that system really well too. So Ryan Tannehill, even if they lose, who could end up being better than Mariota? Yeah. So they have a good situation Both at quarterback. Not a great healthy. situation. They're very mediocre quarterbacks. Don't get me wrong. But with this with this division being as shitty as it is, this is going to be that division that really pisses people off because there's going to be a wild card team that wins 10 games. Yeah. And this division, somebody squeaks a 500 record yep. or one game above and wins their conference gets a home playoff game. I think mean, that's what the, happens. Yeah, I had the Jags win at nine and seven. So exactly. So this is going to be that division where there's no bad teams, but no good, like really good teams. I think the Titans pull it off, man. I, I know that sounds crazy, but I think they're going to do it. I think Vrabel's got it unlocked. Yeah, you tried. So let's go to the AFC West, the moment we've all been waiting for. My guy Shaggy Shane has the Chiefs finishing as the second seed in the AFC with a thirteen and three record. Trevor, how's your AFC West looking? Well, I got the. Uh... Superstar Hard Knocks Raiders sitting in the four spot. Take that Arizona with the whopping. Take four. that Cardinals. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what a tough guy. What a tough guy, Derek Carr is. Um, good TV, just good TV. Good content <laughs> in all the wrong ways. Yeah. Um, Raiders. Uh, I give them a whopping four wins, four and twelve. I think that's being gracious. Uh, I said they. I said at the beginning of the year they'd win six max, and that's max. I give them four, though. My prediction is four. And then I got the Broncos following them up with an eight and eight record. I think the Broncos defensively are just going to be so, still one of the best defenses in the league. Um, I really believe in that defense. And I think their offense will be just good enough. I think they still have a really solid running game to get them to a, a, a 500 record. Um, and then I have them followed up by the Chargers making the playoffs at 11 and five. I still think the Chargers are going to be very a very good team this year, especially offensively, even with or without Gordon. I still think they. It's a well-run machine. They have a system, and they just pluck them. Just kind of like similar to us, they put guys in that spot, and they, they can play pretty well and fill, fill that role. Um, so 11-5 for the Chargers. And then I have the division winning back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back. Chiefs at 14-2. and two. I, I Dude, I, I, like I was telling you the other night, I was going through all of our games. 
And my dude, I don't know who I, and this, I'm not being biased. Like, I don't know. I'm looking at all the teams we're facing. I, it was hard for me to, I like had to force myself to pick two teams we're going to lose to. Cause I know we, we don't have an easy schedule. We face some tough defenses, but it's like, I just couldn't like picture one of these teams either slowing us down or outdoing us. And it's like, I had us losing to, I think to the Chargers once. And I think I had us losing to, I can't remember who the other, I think it wasn't the Patriots. I have us beating the Patriots, but I can't remember. Anyways, two losses for us. I have us going 14 and two. I think this is going to be a, a, another record breaking offense of the year. Uh, Cause like you said before, I think we're better this year. Um, that's scary for everyone else in this division. And I think it's, we're going to mop this division up once again this year and make a statement. So, All right. My AFC West. At number four, I have the Raiders. Uh, I, I don't think anybody has them higher than a, than a four. Hopefully not, Lance. I don't think you have a fourth seat higher than four wins, Eddie. <laughs> I do. I got the Lions at oh, five and shit. 11. Oh, no, he mixed it up. He's got five and 11. <laughs> but the Raiders, I got the Raiders going four and 12. That's a shocker. Is it a shocker, though? I feel shocked. <laughs> I'm so this, shocked. This was a shocking, shocking one. <laughs> <laughs> this is a shocking, huh? It's not a shit. <laughs> this is a shocking. This is a shit that's shocking. <laughs> uh, I got the Broncos at 5-11. and 11. Uh, They have fucking Joe Flacco as their starting <laughs> quarterback. Like, that on its own, it's it's laughable. I just love the way he says Joe Flacco. <laughs> like, they got fucking Joe Flacco. Yeah, you made his name sound even worse than it yeah, is, man. It's, it's bad. But <laughs> I think their defense is going to be good. I don't Ooh, think it's yes. going to be great. I think they're going to be good. They're going to be decent. They're going to be consistent. But but I think the offense is going to win. It's it's what it's what is going to lose them games. Hmm. Uh, at number two, I have the Chargers. Uh, obviously, I got the Chargers making the playoff as a wild card team. I got them going nine and seven. Uh, I believe Philip Rivers is hungry for that Super Bowl ring. I believe he's too desperate that he's gonna he's gonna constantly make mistakes throughout the throughout the season. He brings it every year, man. You never got to worry I, I, about that. Yeah, guy I know he brings it every year, but yeah. I, but I think this year, knowing that he's coming to an uh, like his career is almost coming to an end, I think he can oh, see yeah. the end of his career. So I I can see him struggling out there trying to force throws that are not you know not there so i do have him going nine to seven i do have him going to go into the playoffs and then my number one i got the chiefs i got the chiefs going 12 and four i do have us as the number two seed i do i do think we're going to lose to the patriots in new england mm-hmm. it's going to be a, another learning lesson for patrick mahomes but but yes i, I do have the chiefs going 12 and four all right all right well been really excited to make these predictions because uh, they're a lot of fun because it isn't just about my team. It's about the entire division. Um, I've been kind of hitting at, hinting at it in previous episodes uh, when we talk about the Raiders. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. They are a terrible team, a terrible team. I know they got Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. You know, they got some young guys that can be good this year, but overpaying for a left tackle that's never even played at left tackle, I believe, or never been a starter at left tackle, making him the highest paid tackle in NFL history, uh, going and signing Richie Incognito, going and signing Antonio Brown when you let go of Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper the year previous. This team makes no sense. John Gruden is not a good head coach. He's a fun guy to listen to. He's a great quote. 
He's entertaining as shit. Good content. It's so fun to watch. Unbelievable. I tell you what, man. I, I love John. I love him as a guy. Like I would I would have beers with John Gruden. Oh, yeah. He's a terrible head coach. <laughs> he does not know how to run a franchise. It's been proven time and time again. I have the I have the Raiders at the bottom of the bottom of the barrel at three and thirteen. Yeah. I think they're going to lose some very like game, they're going to lose the teams they shouldn't lose to, and I don't think Antonio Brown is going to give them a full season. Well, that defense is just a sit. I don't think Antonio Brown gives them a full season. I think he's done. I think he's going to quit in the middle of the season. Okay. I'm saying it now. I don't think he makes the whole season. I think he gives up on this team because he's already been trying to all off season. <laughs> um, the Broncos are going to be my third team as well. Um, yes, their defense is fine. It'll be good. Vic Fangio is an incredible mind when it comes to the defensive side. Having said that, he's 60, I think 61 years old, never been a head coach before. Like Freddie Kitchens, I don't know what to expect, so I'm not going to give him any credit yet. Right. And yes, they have Joe Flacco as their, as their quarterback and Joe Flacco is not good anymore. He's, I mean, I know the whole, remember, remember the whole, is he elite conversation? Well, is he even capable of being a starter? He had one great year. He he's had he, that look, Super Bowl run was amazing, and that was like what seven years ago. Right. Like I mean, Joe Flacco to me is just the epitome of quarterback purgatory, yeah. and I think he's going to show that a lot. I think he's going to have a lot of turnovers this year. Um, I think you can see Drew Locke later in the season. I have the I have the Broncos going six and ten. I think they're going to lose a lot of games this year. I have the Chargers as my number two team, and I have the Chargers missing the playoffs for a myriad of reasons Ooh. because of the fact that yes, on paper. You could make the case this is the most talented team in the AFC. They have, I mean, star players. They have incredible, above-average players across Hunter the board. Henry, Hunter Henry's back. We don't know what Hunter Henry's going to be. We expect him to be good, but we don't know because he was hurt he, all he, last he's season. He's always good, yeah. Okay? But you're also missing Derwin James, which I think is such a significant loss for this defense. That guy is the general he of that defense. The playoffs, make him. He, yeah, they're saying it at the earliest it'll be Thanksgiving, which is like, what, that's almost week 10. Yeah. You know, you're talking about late into the season, you're going to get Derwin, and that's, you don't even know what he's going to be when he gets back. Yeah. Philip Rivers, although he is great, he will be 38 this year. He does not have Melvin Gordon. He will not have Melvin Gordon. I know Austin Eckler's fine, mm-hmm. but losing a star talent in the ring back, we saw what happened with the Steelers last year. Yeah. Ben balled out. They missed the playoffs. Losing Melvin Gordon, although they went 4 0 last yeah. year, playing an entire season without him, that's going to cost. Lean on him a lot, that's going to cost. Yeah. I, I agree. And so I think that the Chargers will be fighting for a playoff spot the entire year. They're going to be a good team. Don't get me wrong. They're going to be a good team. They're going to win games, but I have them missing the playoffs at nine and seven. Those damn Titans. I think that the, I think the I think the Chargers are going to be like I said, fighting to the very last week, but they're just going to miss the playoffs because they're going to lose. You know those frustrating losses that you're like, man, how did the Chargers lose that game? Yeah. They're going to lose a couple of those games in, uh, in the middle of the season. And I have the Kansas City Chiefs finishing not only atop of the AFC West, but of the AFC as the one seed. Yep. I think that. There's so much I could say about this team. Uh, they've gotten – it's scary to think that an offense that averaged almost 36 points a game last year is actually better. And their defense can only get better. And if they just are better, this team is a Super Bowl caliber team. No question about it. Mm-hmm. I think the Chiefs start the season 14-0. and I think the Chiefs oh, – I think the Chiefs are going to score 40 points – at least six times this season. I, I, I think I they at least six times I mean, this I season. A fourteen and two. So I, I yeah, and I'm gonna have some. We're gonna have some individual stats later on this yeah. in this in this show. But I'm gonna let you guys know Patrick Mahomes is going to have another historical season, yep. and it's not even. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna just leave it there for a second. But I have the Chiefs starting off fourteen and zero, 
And they're going to lose the last two games of the season at Chicago and against the Chargers in Kansas because. City because those games aren't going to matter. Right. The Patriots are going to be the number two seed, and they're going to be three games behind with two weeks to go. Ooh. The Chiefs have nothing to play for with the final two weeks. I do think Patrick Mahomes starts the game in Chicago, but he doesn't finish it because it doesn't matter. And the Bears will be fighting for a wild card spot because yeah. I have them at nine and seven. I, or I'm sorry, eight and eight. I have them as a team that's fighting for a playoff spot. So that's going to be a game that matters to the Bears. It will not matter to the Chiefs. They don't want to risk injury with Patrick. Especially and I don't, I don't think Patrick starts or plays at all against the Chargers in Week 17 because the game does not matter. Right. They already have the AFC locked up, the AFC West locked up, and the AFC so is the number one seed. Touchdowns by that point. We'll so. get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but I have the Chiefs, like I said, uh, finishing the season at 14 and two, yep. at top of the AFC West and at top of the AFC. So I, my, my seeds are the number one seed, the Chiefs. Number two, the Patriots. Number three, Steelers. Number four, Titans. Number five, Ravens. And number six, Browns. Trevor, who are your seeds? I got the Chiefs at the one spot. At two, I got the Pats. At three, I got the Steelers. At four, I got the Jags. At five, I got the Chargers. And at six, I have the Browns. At one, I have the Patriots. At two, I have the Chiefs. At three, I have the Texans. At four, I have the Steelers. At five, I have the Chargers, and at six, I have the Browns. And for what it's worth, Shane has the Texans and Browns as his wild cards in the AFC and the Bears and Saints as his wild wild cards in the NFC. So those are our playoff or those are our regular season predictions, guys. We're gonna take a quick break. When we get back, we're gonna start talking matchups and the wild card and divisional rounds, and then we'll get into the conference championships and Super Bowl predictions as well. We'll get back to all that after this. Casey Hardgoods is the brainchild of local Kansas City degenerate Scott Reinerson. Born from a passion of old materials and custom designs, specializing in reclaimed wood, burned art and signs, and upcycled leather wallets and accessories. Follow Casey Hardgoods on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number four. I'm your host, Lance Twiddle, here inside the Casey Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz and Trevor Twidwell. Yo. So we have made it to where we have given you guys our regular season predictions and our seedings. Let's go. Let's let's go, let's get right into the playoffs. Actually, so we're gonna go to the NFC Wild Card round. Um, Shaggy didn't give me that. I'm just gonna give you guys his conference or sorry his Super Bowl picks at the end of this. But we're gonna go right into the NFC Wild Card round. I have the Falcons number three seed over the six seed Saints, and I have the Packers the four seed over the five seed Rams in the Wild Card round. Trevor, who nice. do you got in the NFC Wild Card? Uh, wild card, I got the six seed Packers against the three seed Eagles. Um, I have them beating the Eagles there. And then I have the five seed Seahawks over the four seed Rams. Okay. Me, I got the six seed Falcons against three seed Eagles. Uh, I have the Eagles winning that. And then I have the four seed Bears against the five seed Seahawks. I got the Seahawks winning that. Okay. And then we got the AFC wild card. I have the three-seed Steelers over the six-seed Browns. And then I have the five-seed Ravens over the fourth-seed Titans. Trevor? I got the three-seed Steelers over the six-seed Browns as well. Uh, they're going to put a whooping on them in that game. Uh, and then I have the four-seed Jags over the fifth-seed Chargers. Okay, I have the three-seed Texans against the six-seed Browns. I have the Texans winning that. And then I have the Four Steelers against five Chargers, and I have the Chargers winning. Oh, game. wow. You guys are big on the Chargers this year, man. <laughs> well, I haven't losing, losing to the Jags. Yeah, you I mean the fact you guys have them in the playoffs, though, is, and, and I'm not even sitting here entertaining that thought yet. So <laughs> um, we have the AFC Divisional. 
I'm sorry, the NFC Divisional. Now we're going to the NFC Divisional. I have the fourth seed Packers upsetting the one seed Eagles in Philly. That's right. I I think the Packers get it done. And then I have the two seed Seahawks putting a whooping in Seattle over the Falcons. I think that's going to be a blowout game. I think the Falcons ran out out of their juice. Hmm. Seattle's going to be too much from in Seattle. So I got the Packers and Seahawks advancing to the NFC Championship. Trevor, who do you have advancing the the NFC Championship? Well, I have the Falcons out of the playoffs. So I have the six seed Packers actually beating the one seed Saints. In New uh, Orleans, in nice. New Orleans, Aaron nice. Rodgers is making a statement. Nice. Um, I love it. I, I, I think, yeah, I'm excited about Aaron Rodgers this year. Um, and then I have the Vikings, uh, the second seed Don't Vikings. Don't you fucking say it. Second seed Vikings over the Seahawks. Oh, my God. It's happening, dude. That defense is going to show out. Oh, They're going to be You got home. Kirk Cousins advancing. Yeah, dude. They're going to be at home. Oh, I like shit. Them at home. Yeah, dude. Uh, dude, am I the only one that's watched Kirk Cousins? Yeah, I'm just trying to be some, to <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, dude. some contrarian stuff in there, man. That's awesome, so, man. Wow. I think the Vikings defense is going to be a lot better than thinking people. Think I, don't, I like it. And they're off, they have a new offense coordinator. It's going to be a lot more run heavy. They're going to slow it down a little bit. That, 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 oh, Dalvin Cook's going to be well, a That stunt. means less mistakes for, for Cousins. Or for, no, that's fair. For, yeah, that's yeah. fair. So we'll okay. see. I got the one-seat Rams against the five-seat Seahawks. I do have the Rams winning that. And then I have the two Saints going against three Eagles, and I got the Saints winning that. So I got a rematch on the Rams and Rams and Saints. But you have the Saints. Oh no, you have the Rams. Oh, so you have the Rams. That's right. You have the one seed. Okay, so they would have to go to LA. Yep. With real no real home field advantage. I I bet you there'd be a ton of Saints fans there if that happens. I bet you seriously because when the Cowboys came to LA and played in the playoffs, there was a ton of Cowboys fans. Um, My. and if I'm AFC divisional uh, predictions are, I have the one seed Chiefs beating the tar out of the five seed Ravens. I think that the first game in the early part of the season will be close, but I think the Chiefs are finally going to break the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson really struggles in that game, has a few turnovers, and I think the Chiefs win that one convincingly. And then I have the number two seed Patriots beating the Steelers in a very close game, and I think there will be more controversy in that game. Something's going to happen, as always, and I think they just squeak out at home against the Steelers. Trevor, who do you have advancing going to the AFC Championship? Mine's similar. Yeah, I have the two-seed Pats over the Steelers. Um, like I said, I think it will be a very good game, um, and there's always controversy with the Pats. So, uh, And with that, I have the one-seed Chiefs destroying the Jags. I like it. Yep. Okay, I have the the one seed Patriots beating the five seed Chargers. It's gonna be another showdown like last season. They're just gonna fucking tear that team up. Do that. Uh, and then I got number two Chiefs playing against number three Texans, and I also have the Chiefs the Chiefs winning that one. Hell yeah, man! All right, Trevor, give me your AFC Championship matchup. Or I'm sorry, you already have the matchup, but give me your AFC champion. Give me your AFC champion. NFC champion. I'm sorry. Give me your NFC champion. It'll be a magnificent rematch between the Chiefs and the Pats. It'll be in the Chiefs' kingdom once again, and we will get our revenge. I have us winning 38 to 27. Nice. And who is your who is your NFC champion? Oh, you said you asked NFC. That's okay. Go ahead. It's okay. Go ahead. Way to go. I was too excited. Uh, (laughs) It's fine. Premature. Uh, (laughs) So yeah. So the NFC. Now that we're back over to that side, uh, I have the Packers over the Vikings. That NFC North showdown for the conference. I, don't really I like have a it. Score for that one. That's fine. That's was, oh yeah. So I have the Packers over the Vikings. So, yeah. so you got you okay. okay. So you got Chiefs and Packers. Yep. You got advancing in the NFC, Eddie, and the AFC. Okay, for the NFC, I have a, a rematch uh, from last season. 
It's going to be Rams Saints. I believe the Saints are going to bring it to LA. Uh, like Lance said, I think the Saints will be in home field advantage because the Rams do not have any. And I think it, it, they're just going to get revenge from last season. Uh, I feel it. And I got the, the Saints winning that. And then on the AFC, I have Patriots Chiefs in New England. Uh, it's going to be a great game, close game. But I think the Chiefs will pull through. and, and uh, Chiefs Saints, huh? I hope win, that happens. Win the uh, AFC Championship. Okay. Well, I said earlier in the show that I am very, very big on this team. I might believe in the Would Seahawks. You say you're huge? Huge. huge. I, I am very big on the Seahawks this year. I think they're going to surprise the world. I think that Russell Wilson – He's obviously going to play the way he always plays. Um, his run numbers were down last year. I don't expect that to really change. I think they're going to keep him as a pocket passer, but it's going to stay very. He's going to stay very effective. They're going to have the, I think, again, probably the best run game in the NFC, and they're going to win a lot of games. And I think they slow the clock down, keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands at home, keep that crowd alive. And I think as Trevor waves his face at me, no, I think the Seahawks at home in the NFC Championship. Take down Aaron Rodgers in a very close game. I don't have a score for it, but I'm going to tell you it's going to be a very, very close game. Let's just go ahead and say 27 to 24, and the, the Seahawks advance advance to the second Super Bowl in the last no. or, or third Super Bowl in the last eight years. No hell Mary like last time. Oh God, don't, don't bring me back to the He's replacement the king refs. Of Mary's, dude. And then the <laughs> AFC. I've said all year long this is a two team race. I think the AFC is the weaker the weaker. Um, inferior uh, conference. Um, there's only been two teams, in my opinion, that I can really take seriously this year out of the AFC. It is the Chiefs and Patriots. What better story could the NFL ask for? I for think a rematch for that. I think the Chiefs have. I mean, let's be honest, man. Last year really sucked. Losing to the Patriots twice, yeah. one in their place, the other in Kansas City, in the most heartbreaking fashion, the AFC Championship. The rules will be reversed this year. No. The Patriots beat us twice last year. The Chiefs are going to beat them twice this year. I think they beat them in New England. Uh, in the regular season, and I think they host the the Patriots in the AFC Championship this year. Only D Ford is gone, and the Chiefs will beat the Patriots at home. I'm expecting a very similar score from last year. I think the Chiefs are going to win 38 to 20. I'm sorry, 38 to 30. Oh, similar. Kind of like what happened was a 38 to 31, mine's, 37 to 31. Yeah, mine's 38 to 27. There we go. Yeah. So th- I have, yeah, 38 Three to 30. Yeah, I think the Patriots will score some points. I think oh, Tom yeah. Brady's going to try his very best to get back to another Super Bowl, which would be his 10th, I believe. And uh, the Chiefs are going to make sure that does not happen, and the Chiefs will advance to the, the first Super Bowl since 1969. Seahawks Chiefs. Seahawks Chiefs. Man, so, be, Trevor, who do you have winning the Super Bowl in 2019-2020? Obviously, my wet dream matchup is the Chiefs and the Packers. Um, no, my two favorite quarterbacks going head to head is just something that I, I would just absolutely love to see. I know we're going to see it in the regular season, but to see that in the biggest stage possible would just be epic. Um, and I will be there. I don't care if I have to sell one of my children; I'll be there. Um, <laughs> That's why you have two, right? Probably <laughs> <laughs> kids. Uh, no, I have the Chiefs beating the Packers thirty-one to twenty-four in an epic duel. An epic duel. Man, on my end, uh, the Super Bowl, I have Chiefs against Saints. I believe uh, I feel sorry for the teams that lost last year because they were so close. But obviously not. I think talent-wise, they can very well both be in the Super Bowl. Um, I do have the Chiefs winning 24-13. to Against the Saints, okay. Against the Saints. I will take that Saints' ass. They're a bad matchup for them. I, I, I hope we get the Saints. 
<laughs> I'm dead serious, man. I hope that happens. You shut your mouth, Lance. I've don't been. Do I, that. I, I'm. Stop. I'm. I'm 31 years old. I don't care. Stop. I'm 31 years old, and I have never seen my team make a Super Bowl. Now I know there's other fans other like, dude, I, it's the same for me. I'm a Bills fan or, you know, Bengals fan or whatever the case is. But I've also been a very realistic fan throughout my life. And I have never felt the way I feel right now about my team. I've never had the excitement because let's be honest, we've never had a team that threatens the dynasty like this one does. We've known for many years the class of the AFC has either been the Patriots or whatever team Peyton Manning's on. And we've had to watch from a distance the success that their franchises have had for the better part of 15 to 20 years. The Kansas City Chiefs are the next dynasty in the NFL. Well, and I yeah. really hope that everybody understands what I'm saying. That for the first time in my entire life, I am predicting that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be Super Bowl fucking champions. And I say that with conviction. I say that not as a fan because, like I just said, I've never picked the Chiefs to win a Super Bowl in my entire life. This is the first time I've done it, and it will not be the last time I do it. Because Patrick Mahomes is going to light the world on fire for a second consecutive year, and this time he will not end his season on a loss. He is ending his season in a big-time win. The Chiefs are going to beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl 34-17. to 17. God. I thought you were so high on the Seahawks. I was high on the Seahawks. You know what I'm higher on? What happened? You know what I'm higher on? The Kansas City Chiefs. The motherfucking Chiefs. The motherfucking Chiefs. The motherfucking Chiefs. I'm I'm being real. Like I've never been able to say that in my entire life, and I haven't even said it until right now. It feels feels real good. It feels good. It feels amazing because I truly believe it's going to happen. Dude, I'm with you 100%, man. Yeah. And I think think we're the, the favorite in the national media as well, so. And Patrick Mahomes is going to win the Super Bowl MVP. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Patrick Mahomes is going to win the regular season MVP. Trevor, who is your who is your who is your regular season? Yeah, no, we're going to do it right now. They're going to go to break because we're going to get to the rest of the awards. Yeah, I mean, since you're going there, I'll go there as well. We we have the anomaly. We have the outlier outlier on our team. He's going to repeat as the regular season MVP. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to give him a run for a close run for his money in the second spot. I think Carson Wentz is the third runner up. Um, and then, yes, the Super Bowl, I have Patrick Mahomes throwing for four touchdowns. And he will take that throne. He will take that title. He will take that MVP trophy. And I'll just be the first of many. And I cannot wait to watch him stock up. Yeah, I guess everybody has uh, the unanimous <laughs> MVP in both the NFL regular season and the Super Bowl. Uh, Super none bad. other than Patrick Mahomes. He's... He's going to kill it this year. Oh, yeah. So there you have it, people. We're going to take a quick break and just marinate on that for a little bit as the commercial plays. But when we get back, we're going to give you guys our regular season individual awards. And then we're going to give you guys some individual stats from some Chiefs players that we like to talk about on the offensive side. We'll get back to all of that after this. Visit Local Foundry in downtown Lee Summit, Eastern Jackson County's biggest selection of local made and inspired goods. They carry apparel, jewelry, prints, decor, and more. The store is also filled with various vintage finds. Come and see us on Market Street. 
back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number five. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beard Coast Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz yo, yo, yo. and Trevor Twidwell. What's cracking? So we just gave you guys our playoff predictions. Now we're going to get into our individual predictions. Trevor, who is your Offensive Rookie of the Year? My Offensive Rookie of the Year comes from one of the best offenses, and, and he's one of my sleepers also in fantasy sports, fantasy football. Um, Miles Sanders, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I know Jordan Howard's there, and a lot some people think that Jordan Howard's going to be the guy, and I do not. He might be for the first couple weeks, but Jordan Howard is known not to be a very good pass catcher, and we know that Doug Peterson likes to feed uh, – it's similar to Andy Reid's style of what the running backs. He likes to spread them out and, and, and out wide. And Miles Sanders is that guy. He's very he's, he's a LaShawn McCoy-esque type of player. He's a three-down back, and I think he's going to score double-digit touchdowns this year, and he's going to catch, like, I would say 35, maybe 40 balls this year. So that's my guy. For me, uh, Matthew Stafford's going to love him some TJ Hogginson. Nice. I, I believe he's, he's going to have an outstanding – Outstanding. That's a good pick. No, yeah, I like that pick. I like that pick a lot because I like I like that kid out of Iowa. I I was even getting kind of weird with it. I was like, man, if the Chiefs would take him the first round, I wouldn't have been pissed. Honestly, we had a first round pick, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like those picks. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. I I think um I think David Montgomery. Mm. We talked about him earlier. That's my second one. See. I don't think people understand just how important he's going to be to this Bears offense. Um, they lost uh, what's he's his name, Jordan, Jordan Howard. They mm-hmm. lost Jordan Howard last year, Eagles, which yep. which was kind of a weird. I gave him up for like a fifth round pick. I think yeah. it was. It was really odd. Um, I think David Montgomery is going to be the lifeblood of an offense that's going to be pretty mediocre this year, but he's going to be the reason why they score points. Mm-hmm. And he's I think three, he's a three down back. Yeah, he's he a three down back, very versatile, can catch out of the backfield, can block pretty well. From what I've heard, I haven't seen him play football yet, but I do think he's going to put up some numbers. Uh, not Saquon Barkley style numbers, but good enough. I think he wins offensive well, rookie. He still of the got Drake Cohen there. Exactly. Takes him the load off. But, um, yeah. Defensive rookie of the year, Trevor. Who do you got? Um, I got Josh Allen from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like it? I like um, it. Man, I think this kid. That's why I believe in the Jags this year because not only because his addition, but to what they, what they already had there from last year. I love Josh Allen. I love the pick for them. I thought he was just an easy transition because he fits that that scheme and that system so well. Um, and I think their offense is going to be better, so they're not going to have to depend on the defense as much this year. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I think he's going to rack up a ton of tackles and some sacks as well. So he looked great in the preseason. Yeah, looked great. Yep. We actually have the same the same pick. I uh, also have Josh Allen from he's the Jaguars. Beast, man. Yeah, nothing to add. Yeah, pretty much said it all, huh? Yeah, he's going to have a great season. I'm going to actually change it up a little bit. I I think that uh, Devin Bush is going to be unbelievably valuable to the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. I think he's going to lead them in tackles. Um, that is going to, that's going to be a team that's going to have to rely on their defense a lot more than they usually have had in the last couple of years because the Steelers have scored so many points. Mm-hmm. But I think that their scoring comes down just a little bit just because losing Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell within a full calendar year yeah. is going to, you know, at least at the beginning of the year. And I think Devin Bush is going to play big in the middle of that field. Yeah. And I think he's going to, and he's on a playoff team. You get more recognition, obviously. Yeah. I'm not saying that's going to be what puts him over the edge, but I think that's what's gives what gives him the edge. Yeah, Nick Bosa was my, my runner up. But this this young class of defensive players is <laughs> I think there's oh, gonna yeah. be some I think there's gonna be some Hall of Famers in this class. I'm just being real. I think great, it was a great draft class. I was so tempted to take Josh Allen. I, I'm like, man, it, I wouldn't shock me if this guy led the league in tackles Where this year. Even Colin Farrell for the Raiders. Yeah. I just I just don't want, I didn't want to pick him because he's on a trash team. That's the whole problem. Right. All right, Trevor, who is gonna be your offensive player of the year? Um 
My offensive player of the year is one Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. I have him winning the regular season MVP, the offensive player of the year, and the Super Bowl MVP. He's racking them up this year. I'm telling you, we have the anomaly in our team, and I'm not just being biased. I'm playing it by the eye test. I'm playing it by everything. I just think he's – There's. I don't see anyone outperforming him offensively at the most important position this year. And Usually it's quarterbacks that get that, that – unless some unless it's like a Todd Gurley-esque season that we saw last year or the year before that. Um, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is running away for me. <laughs> and, John, and he's like, "What more can I say?" Yeah. Lance? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Trevor. You got it, man. Well, I'm going to say thanks again because Patrick Mahomes is winning <laughs> Offensive Player of the Year. <laughs> I just I couldn't think of anyone else. Man. So moving along, <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year, Trevor. Who do you have? I mean, it, it, Aaron Donald's going to three peat. I just don't think there's another force in this league. There's never been anybody that's ever done I that just, before. Outside of injury, I don't see any defensive player being better than him. And it's unfair. It's not fair, really. I just think the guy is an absolute – he's not human. I swear he's Thanos on the field out there. So it's it's got to be him. Uh, barring injury, I think he's going to take the three-P here. Yep, same yeah. here. I think you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I think he's going to take the three-peat. Uh, I believe – this is the season. Uh, he's going to get over 20 sacks this year. Yeah. All right. I like it. Give me Khalil Mack. I mean, it's between those two. Really yeah. I, I feel like Aaron Donald's become Mike Trout, Dude. where you're just like every year you just pencil him in <laughs> yeah. as just like I mean, the best. Like, shooter. Yeah, why not? So I have to believe that there's going to be like a mix up this year. Yeah. And I think this guy has been overlooked, but has been very good in his career so far. He's very young. He's, I think this will be his third season. I'm taking Miles Garrett. Yeah. I think Miles Garrett is going to be – I think he's going to have every bit of 17 to 18 sacks this year. He had 13 and a half last year. The Browns have more talent around him. They're going to be an actual uh, a team people paid attention to. I think people are going to start to realize, man, Miles Garrett, he was the first the first overall pick a couple yeah. of years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. This guy's for real, and I think people are going to see that. I think he's going to ball out this year. He's going to be healthy, completely healthy. He's got – like I said, he's got talent around him. I think he's going to lead. Is, I think he, is he a 99 on Madden, though? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> that's what's important. Ask Keenan <laughs> Allen. Um, so, no, I, I do think that the Miles Garrett's going to finally get that recognition he deserves, and I think he's going to lead the entire NFL in sacks this year. Nice. So I got Miles Garrett winning the Defensive Player of the Year. Trevor, who is your Coach of the Year? That would be one Andy Reid. I think it's going to be well-deserved. I think we're going to see the best offense we've ever seen in the NFL history this year, this year, and I think it's going to be because of the mastermind that is Andy Reid. I thought he should have won it last year. Um, there's been many years where I felt he should have won, especially dealing with the, the some of the rosters that he's had since he's been here and with the, the mediocre quarterback play that he's elected to use. Um, I think it's Andy Reid, man. And I'm not trying to just load up my Chiefs here. I just truly believe that we're, we are going to be just hands down the best team in football this year. And it's not just because of our offense. I think our defense is going to improve. Maybe not our corners as much, but I think our defense is not going to allow as many points and as many first downs this year. Um, and I think Andy Reid is finally going to get that. It's been a while. He's won it once, right? He, in Kansas City? No, not no, in Kansas I don't City. Think he's yeah, won. he's won. He's won it. I think he won it in Philadelphia, twenty two thousand nine. I want to say. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty. Scattered, I'll have to look that up. That's but. A, it's a pretty scattered award. I just think, especially I, I mean, us being the Super Bowl favorites, and if we go out there and we go, you know, fourteen and two, I think he has to win it. I don't see anyone. You know, I don't. He, see he won in two thousand two. And I think that's it. Yeah, I, I think he's only won it once. That's yeah, he I won in two thousand two. Right with that great Eagles team. Yeah, they right. went twelve and four, and made the play. Or uh, I think they went to the Super they went Bowl. To the Super Bowl. No, oh four is when they went to the Super okay, Bowl. Okay, so they went to the division game. But I just think we're going to be so good 
honestly, I just think that choosing anyone else, unless it's like some team that no one expected and that someone coached them up, you know, like, like if it's the, the Titans, Titans or something, Mike Vrabel, uh, you said it. Yeah, no, 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 no doubt. Mike Vrabel could, if he, if he gets in the double digit wins, he should be right up there with Andy Reid. But I just think we're going to be so good and no one's going to really be able to take that from him. So, uh, also Andy Reid, yeah. uh, I, I honestly think it's an easy choice. Mm-hmm. He's brought this franchise so close now. Like we can actually fucking smell the Super Bowl. So uh, I think Andy Reid finally it's, gets it, smell, it done. It smells good. Yeah. <laughs> it smells great. Freddie Kitchens is going to get some looks this year because I think they're going to get, like I said, at least Ew. nine, uh, probably nine wins, and he's going to get credit for that. Um, I do think. No, hold on. I, I do. I'm, that's not my pick. Um, I do think that Mike Vrabel is going to get looks as well. I think there's going to be some guys that, like like Trevor just said, that are going to surprise some people. They're going to be Matt up there. Four possibly too. Yeah, the Matt, pack, the that's a good one. See, so, yeah, that's that's another one I, I think that is up there as well. There's going to be some young co- coaches that are going to get some look this I think year. Like Aaron Rodgers is do his thing. It's going to be Andy Reid. Yeah, it's going to be Andy Reid for because of the fact that Chiefs are going to have the best record in the NFL. And I'm going to second what Trevor said. This is going to be the highest scoring offense in NFL history. You cannot not give that head coach. Coach of the year when they're setting all time NFL records. Right. I think this offense is going to flirt with forty points a game. I really do. I said they're going to score at least forty points in in, in in six or seven games this year. I think that's going to happen. I really, really do. And I don't think the other games are going to be in the low twenties ever. It's not stupid, man. I think I think they've what is it a, almost a season and a half now. The Chiefs have scored at least twenty five points. Mm-hmm. It's been a I mean a shit ton of games. They had no no games last year under twenty five points. All right. I don't think that changes this year. I think I, the like offense is actually going to be better. I mean, I know Sean McVay and everything, but I feel like Andy Reid was, was right up there with the coach of the year last year. too. Absolutely. So. All right, let's get to the comeback player of the year. Trevor, who's your comeback player of the year? Carson Wentz, and it's not really close for me. Um, I know he's been dealing with injuries the last couple of seasons, and he <laughs> was part of a Super Bowl team when he wasn't the, the lead guy, which had to be very painful. So I think he's extremely motivated. I know he's motivated last year, but he wasn't 100% last year. And then obviously he got hurt again and just dealing with nagging injuries. And I think he's going to be coming back with a major chip on his shoulder. I think he's got more weapons than he even knows what to do with. And he's got a great head coach. Um, I think he's going to go off this year. I, I think they're going to unleash him and let him use his mobility. Um, Cause I think he's fully hundred uh, percent. Yeah. So Carson Wentz is my pick. I think he throws for over 35 touchdowns this year. Yeah. My guy is Carson Wentz. Uh, he, he's stopped looking at my notes, dude. <laughs> do you copy me? Uh, <laughs> You just get to talk first, Trevor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's going to take the Eagles to the to the playoffs. Uh, obviously, barring injury, I, I think he's he's a really solid, good quarterback, and and I believe he's going to make it happen with the Eagles this year. I like it. I don't have anything to say. Carson Wentz is going to win comeback play. The, the best situation. I, I have them. Obviously, I'm big on the Eagles this year. I think they get the number one seed in the, in the NFC. I think Carson Wentz is going to be an MVP candidate all season. I actually think he flirts with almost 40 touchdowns this year. Nice. Because uh, his last healthy season, he had 34 before he got hurt. And I think there's four or five games left. So more than likely, he was going to get to 40 touchdowns. Um, yeah, Sanders is going to be a big contributor. No doubt, no doubt. And I think I do think Carson Wentz is going to definitely shut some haters up because the last couple of years people have been shitting all over him for his injuries and Nick Foles <laughs> leading the team to the – yes, Eddie especially. Um, so, yeah, that's my comeback player of the year. Uh, I think we already all agreed that the MVP is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Shake yes. your head yes and yes. bark twice if you're Milwaukee. I'm not on a podcast, yep. Milwaukee. <laughs> so we're going to we're gonna take another break real quick, guys. When we come back, we're going to give you guys some individual stats – from some of the offensive uh, starters on the Chiefs this season. So when we get back to that, we'll get back to that after this. 
Wasteland Society, an apparel brand inspired by the underground, the weird, the youth, post-punk, 80s and 90s pop culture, and the idea of living life on the opposite end of the spectrum to the fullest. Hand-printed in Kansas City using an eco-friendly printing process on sweatshop-free garments that are ethically made in the USA. Find them. We are Wasteland Society on Instagram. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number SACE. Is it SACE? Sis. 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 I should just say no. Yeah, right. Make me feel like a fucking idiot. Uh, segment number six uh, in the Casey Beard Co. Studios. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here with my guys, Eddie Ortiz, yo, yo, yo. Trevor Twidwell. Yeah. And we have given you guys a lot of our predictions. We're not done. We have one more segment to go on the prediction side of things. We want to, because of the fact that we all are fully anticipating this to be a big ass year of scoring for the Chiefs again, we want ass. to give you guys some individual stats. So, Trevor. Yeah, go ahead and start off with one Patrick Levon Mahomes. All right, we'll start from the born top. September 17, 1995. From the top of the pyramid, from the top of the turnbuckle, I got Patrick Mahomes um, throwing for 4,745 yards and 43 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, and three rushing touchdowns. I like it, mm-hmm. Eddie. What do you uh, what do you have Patty doing this year? Let's go with. 4,952 passing yards. Close. Scraping the 5,000. We'll do 45 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, two rushing touchdowns. I looked up some numbers uh, this week of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady when they both threw for over 50 touchdowns. Mm Obviously, Peyton Manning threw for over 5,000 yards that year in 2013, and Brady just came under 5,000 yards in 2007. Manning threw for a completion percentage of 68%. Tom Brady threw for 69%. I think that Patrick Mahomes in his first season, he threw for 66, then threw for the 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. I, because of the talent around Patrick and because of the fact he's not, I don't think he's going to throw downfield as much this year. I think he's going to be throwing for a lot more um, shorter passes are going to be more of a – I think he's going to be more focused on the completion percentage and being more of an efficient thrower. He's still going to chuck the ball, don't get me wrong. But I don't think they're going to be going for the home run as much because of how much surrounding talent he has and how much speed he has where he can dump the ball off and let those guys do what they do. I am expecting Patrick Mahomes to complete 71% of his passes this year. He's going to go up 5%. I think he's going to surpass Peyton Manning of 2013 in completion percentage, and I think he's going to pass Tom Brady at 69% as well. I got Patrick Mahomes throwing for over 5,000 yards again this year in 15 games. Mm. He's going to have to average over 330 yards a game. Last year, he averaged almost 320. With the talent they've added to this offense, with everybody still there, with Andy Reid calling the plays and Eric Bieniemy being on his side, I don't see how that goes down. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for 5,110 yards in 15 games. And it doesn't stop there. That's a lot. I have Patrick Mahomes throwing for 52 touchdowns this year. If you look at this team right now, they do not have a guy, in my opinion, that can rush for over 10 touchdowns or will run for over 10 touchdowns. Mm. I think the majority of the touchdowns are going to come in the air this year, and I think the running backs are going to be used a lot in the pass game. This is going to be a, it's about as spread of an offense as we've ever seen at the NFL level. We've seen it a lot in college, but it's starting to become that, and I think the Chiefs are pioneering that for sure. The Chiefs are going to score a lot of touchdowns this year. Like I said, I think they're going to be the highest scoring offense in NFL history. 
And they're not doing that unless Patty is repeating what he did last season. I think he gets a couple more touchdowns and one fewer game. But I'm not done there yet either. Patrick Mahomes is going to throw less than 10 interceptions this year. He's going to have nine interceptions this year. So you think he's going to throw away more but throw less picks? Exactly. And I just said why. Because he's going to throw more efficient throws this year. He's not going to be throwing downfield as much. He's going to, but not as much. He's going to be more efficient, more calculated. He's going to be a more distinguished version of what we saw last season. We saw a lot of rough Patrick Mahomes last year. It was very fun and exciting. And he's going to be that again next year, or this year. But he's going to be more calculated. He's going to be a smarter, more efficient quarterback. He's going to be a better version of what he was last year. And with that is going to come production. And I think he's going to be smarter with the ball. He's going to turn the ball over less. And he's going to have nine interceptions as opposed to 12 the year before. That is going to be maybe the greatest season we've ever seen a quarterback ever have. And I think he's going to do that. I don't know about rushing side of things. I'm not really concerned about that. I don't think he really has much of a run game this year because, of, like I said, how much talent he's going to have. He's shown in the preseason he wants to run some shit. So. And I hope he doesn't <laughs> do that shit. I really uh, hope not. In the red zone, I think he, he, he will use that. But. Trevor, what do you have Tyreek Hill doing this year? I have Tyreek at 96 receptions, 1,513 yards. Oh, shit. Okay. How many touchdowns? How many touchdowns do you have him? him? 14 touchdowns. That's just receiving. I also have three rushing touchdowns. Oh, okay. 17 total touchdowns for Tyreek Hill. This is cheetah season, baby. I I think this is a statement year for Tyreek. And look, and I even remember Brandon Kiley talking about how he, he compared the first three seasons of Tyreek to the first three seasons of Antonio Brown, they're damn near identical. And on the fourth season, A.B. took that leap. And that's what I believe this is even a better situation than an A.B. was in. It's a better offense. It's a better young phenom quarterback. It only makes sense for him to have even better numbers than he did last year. I don't see his numbers regressing from last year. I know there's a couple more mouths to feed, definitely if Watkins stays healthy and with McCall Hardman coming in the mix here and there. I don't see them affecting. I think I can see them a lot. Those speeds, so those speedsters being kind of decoying type players. But yes, 96 receptions, 1,513 yards. He's leading us in receiving yards. 14 receiving touchdowns and three rushing touchdowns. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's well put, Eddie. He's yeah. leading this league in receiving yards this year. Uh, I, like I, got, I got Tyreek Hill at 92 receptions. Uh, I got him at 1,190 yards. So 1,190 yards. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna be great, but you know you have how many touchdowns? Gonna, he's gonna spread the ball a lot more. But I got him with nine touchdowns and four rushing touchdowns. Four rushing touchdowns. Okay, man, you're gonna make me sound like a hater. Hey, I, 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 I don't. I don't. I gave think... Pat Mahomes 47, 45 yards, and you made me feel stupid. <laughs> so shut up. Well, I, I, the reason. Okay, Tyreek Hill's gonna have an All Pro year. But because of the fact that there are so many mouths to feed and Patrick is the type of guy to use everybody. I mean, Demetrius Harris had four touchdown catches last year. Mm -hmm. Demetrius Harris. Incompletrius Harris. Okay. It's going to be tough for Tyreek Hill to repeat what he did last season because of the fact that they have even more talent. And I do believe that Patrick Mahomes is going to, like I said, throw to the running backs a lot this year. You you remember before the end, uh, was it week? a lot last year. Yeah, before the week 11, I think Kareem had seven receiving touchdowns. Damian Williams Williams is perfect. And uh, Sean McCoy is great for that too. So, and, and Darwin Thompson, if he needs to be used that way. I don't think that that Tyreek Hill is going to have close to 100 touch or receptions this year. I think he has 83 receptions this year, mm-hmm. but he's going to have a, he's going to average over 16 and a half yards per catch, which is right around the same he had last year, which was about 17. But he's going to have 1,346 yards, 
which is going to come close to leading the league. Right. And I think he has 13 receiving touchdowns. See, he's going to he see Patty's going to still like I said he's going to throw for the home runs mm. and it's going to be to Tyreek. The big throws, the 50-60 yard bombs yeah. are going to Tyreek, but defenses are going to double team him constantly this year and force Patrick to beat them with other weapons. See, the he's Ty- respected now. No, I get it. The thing with Tyreek though is they don't just use him as an X or a Y or or a Y or a Z guy he he gets moved around to every single part of the field even the slot so he's going to get the ball they're going to try to get him the ball because he's the most dangerous player in the nfl with the ball in his hands there's no doubt any reason there's no doubt scheme him into every single game. absolutely even this jacksonville game coming up i know the matchup with Jalen ramsey what he didn't do that great against him last time but they're going to try to find ways to get the deadliest player in the league in of the course so that's why i give him these numbers dude because he's going to be a part of the best offense and he's going to be the best weapon and let me set this let me set the record straight yeah if tyree kill has the numbers you have do you think I'll be shocked at all? I just I absolutely just think this not. Going to be a record-breaking year. He had over fourteen hundred yards last year, and what was it, twelve touchdowns? Yeah. So it, it would not yeah, shock so me. I just gave him two more touchdowns. Right, exactly. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. It's I, I just like I said, I think the receptions. I think the receptions are going to be in the mid eighties, just because of the fact that you have Travis Kelsey to feed. You have Sammy Watkins. Well, who will Travis be, I think Sammy Watkins. Well, I think Sammy Watkins is going to be healthy all year. I think he's going to give you at least 14, I 14 games. It, Chris, I'm just saying because he knows this season is so pivotal I for hope. his career. Yeah, the league is screwed if he and, and not only that, McCole Hardman. you got to think about the running backs. Like I said, Damian Williams and LaShawn are going to eat out of the backfield. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be hard for me, for me to see Tyreek getting close to 100 receptions with all well, that. He's got his average of points and 300-some yards a game. I mean, yeah. shit. All right, so Trevor, who do you what do you have uh, Travis Kelsey doing this year? My guy, Zeus, 115 receptions. 1,224 yards, 12 touchdowns. He leads all tight ends in receiving touchdowns this year. I'm telling you, dude, we're going to lead, we're going to have our leaderboards on, on receiving statistics this year is going to be damn near all Chiefs. Tony, right now. My guy Travis Kelsey is going on. That's not even as good as last year. He had less, I'm giving him less yards than he had last year. For me, he's going to have at least 1,200 yards uh, receiving. I think he's going to have 98 to 100 receiving uh, yeah. uh, or catches. Uh, and just to, just want to throw this in there, too, he's actually 100% this year. Yeah. He was dealing with a nagging ankle injury the last two seasons. Now he's finally ready, and he looks sharp, man. That's what I'm saying. Zeus is going to eat this year, though, I'm telling you. And me. I'm going to give him 11 touchdowns. Nice. I think Travis Kelsey is going to have the greatest season of his career. This season, I think he has over 107 receptions. He had 100, I think, two or three last year. He has 107 receptions this year. He is going to be Patty's number one target in this offense. He's going to be hit early and often in every single game this season. He's definitely the number one target. He's going to be right under 1,300 yards. He's going to have 1,298 yards because he will not play week 17. Like I said, neither will Tyreek. That's the other part I'm considering, too, is the fact that I don't think those guys play the last game of the season. Travis Kelsey is going to have 15 touchdowns this year. Yeah. He, he's going to lead the league in touchdown catches this year. Yeah, I was honestly when I was writing out these these numbers, I was really debating on who I wanted to give the most touchdowns to Tyreek. I or think Kelsey. I think, and let's let's remember this. I think there's going to be a game that Travis Kelsey has four catching four touchdowns in a game. I I, I think I got him on my fantasy team. So please, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be like against like the Colts or the Texans, a team like that. He is going to absolutely. He might have the greatest game a tight end's ever had. I think he's going to have a twelve catch. Four touchdown game. I think it's happening this year. I really do, man, because people are going to be so zoned on keeping Tyreek Hill maintained that that middle of the field is just going to be insanely open for Travis Kelsey all season. I think he's going to have the best season he's ever had. There are no linebackers that can hang with him, dude. Sammy Watkins, Trevor, what do you have Sammy doing this year? Because this is the guy that everybody has been kind of overlooking, but we all are 
hoping for the best. What do you think Sammy I, does? I did my projections based on him playing 16 games. Because even if even if Mahomes sits out the last two games, sure. I think he'll still play. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe not. Anyways, I'm just basing off 16. Everybody's playing 16 games on these projections. I'm at 88 receptions because I think he's going to play mostly in the slot, which is where he kills, especially in the red zone. I think he's definitely a red zone guy. Um, 1,029 yards. All right. I'm giving him 1,000 right. yards. Three, I like three it. receivers over 1,000 yards between Kelsey, Tyreek, and, and him. I think it's going to happen. We've seen the Steelers do it. We've seen the Patriots have guys like that. We've seen um, – <laughs> Uh, Peyton Manning have multiple over thousand yard receivers. How many touchdowns does Sammy have? Eight. Okay. Eddie, what do we got, man? I got him at seventy nine receptions. I got him at eight hundred thirty nine yards receiving yards. I'm good. I'm gonna go with six touchdowns. Nice. Okay, those are good numbers. I'm actually gonna bring his receptions down a little bit because I don't think he's gonna get his. I think he's gonna get around five catches a game, which is actually a lot for a third or fourth option in an offense. Um, I have him at 61 receptions. Um, I do think he plays 14, 15 games this year. I actually have his numbers at 879 yards because again, I think that the the running backs are going to get, I keep saying it, but I'm, I'm being serious. I really think the running backs are going to get a lot of catches. And with Tyreek and Travis Kelsey already being there, Sammy's going to be more of a situational receiver. Mm-hmm. When those one-on-ones are there, I think the Patty's going to go to him early and often. But let's be honest. The number one and two targets on this team are Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. So they're going to get the bulk of the catches. But I do have him having 10 catch it, 10 receiving touchdowns this yeah. year. I think Sammy's going to have those he's breakout two zone. touchdown games. I think he's going to have a couple. Like I remember against the Niners, remember against the Patriots in the playoffs, yeah. he balls out. He has these big breakout games. I think Sammy has like those games where he's going to get eight, nine catches for 111 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. He's going to have those games. They're going to be a little spread out, though, because consistently Patty's looking Kelsey and, and Hill's way. For sure. But I do think he gets 10 touchdowns there because he's trying to get himself another contract or extension with the Chiefs. Right. So this is kind of like that dress rehearsal for him for his next contract trevor um i know you don't have mccoy's numbers yeah. but give me do you have you have some for damien Williams, correct? Damien's numbers, okay. but i projected these before the mccoy news so mccoy those numbers are probably going to go down a little bit um especially probably the rushing numbers because i have them looking pretty nice here um i have damien williams at 205 carries for a thousand 110 yards rushing we're gonna have three receiving thousand yard receivers and then another thousand yard rusher, which it's only happened maybe once or twice in NFL history. Right. And I believe if we had Cream Hunt, that'd be the same damn thing. Um, I have him at 62 receptions, which is nice for running back. But those might go down with McCoy for 506 rush, uh, receiving yards. Six receiving touchdowns. That's a damn six, good year. Six receiving touchdowns, six, uh, six rushing touchdowns, 12 touchdowns total. That's a great season. Yeah. If you can get that out of Damian Williams, you're having yourself. Six and six, dude, with a thousand yeah. and five hundred. What do you got, Eddie? I'll use Trevor's numbers for this one. <laughs> <laughs> like you've been doing for all of his other exactly. picks? He's such a balanced attack. <laughs> MVP caliber. Okay. Well, I actually – today I ran – I did some numbers for McCoy and Williams. I actually posted on our Twitter account yeah. um, a poll asking Chiefs fans an over-under, uh, if you will – for them combined in total yards and touchdowns. I asked, where do you have, I said, I'm setting the over under at 2000 total yards and 15 touchdowns between them. That sounds crazy, but actually it's not. They, what they would have to average together combined is 124 yards a game and less than one touchdown. So you're expecting a 50, 50. 
I'm expecting 50 50. I think that LaShawn McCoy is going to surprise a lot of folks this year because for the first time in about seven seasons, he's going to have a team where he can actually flourish. It's been a long time since the Shady McCoy's had a real, legitimate, open space to work in. He hasn't had that in years. And he finally has it. He's not LaShawn of old. Well, he hasn't had that since, since Reed. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. now he's back with him, and there's so many other weapons around that no one's going to be focusing on LaShawn. He's going to be getting those outside linebackers and those one-on-ones. He's blown right by those yeah, fools. He's, he's probably still better than Damian at making the first guy miss. Exactly. He's open space. Yeah. He's one of the most deadly players we've seen in open space ever. in the last decade ever. plus. It, it's it's insane. First step at wiggle is nasty. In his first four years with Andy Reid in Philly, McCoy – Average 209 carries, 55 receptions. Or I'm sorry, he he, uh, he averaged 209 carries. He had 55 receptions a season. Had 3,866 rushing yards and 1,588 receiving yards and 38 total touchdowns in mm. four seasons. I'm expecting a 60-40 split. I predict that McCoy and Williams will combine for 2,122 total yards and 17 total touchdowns. I think both of those guys are going to contribute to this off- offense equally because – I feel like in a lot of ways they're the same player. And it's almost like you're getting a double feature. Yeah. You know, you're getting the same guy in two different bodies. Yeah, they're both guys that you can play shotgun and spread them out wide. So there's no drop off. Yeah. There's I no drop off. That. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. So I think that the I think the Andy Reid is going to use them equally. I think they're going to get equal touches and it's going to keep the offense even more unpredictable than it was with just Damian Williams. Yeah. So that's an ex, it's an exciting acquisition the Chiefs had in a 31 I get it. 31-year-old LeSean McCoy, but he's not asked to be the bell cow. He's not asked to lead this offense. Yeah. He's not going to be the fifth option in this offense. He's going to be the sixth option on this offense. Right. That's insane. LaShawn McCoy being your sixth option in your offense. I like that. That's scary as shit. Yep. So I'm I'm predicting that both those dudes are going to straight ball out in the backfield with Patty Mahomes. It's going to <sighs> bitches. Man, those are some good predictions. Hell yeah, dude. Let's get to the best segment of the night. Guys, what's it called again? Hold, Hold this L. It's time to I want you to do me a favor and hold this L. Somebody's got to hold that L. <laughs> Le the her. I'm talking like caps lock L L L L L L L L L Cool J stuff. Hold that L. <laughs> Good God, man. Hold this gigantic, <gasps> veiny, pulsating oh L. Man, you are one pathetic loser. You ignorant man. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, hold Sorry. this L. Hold This L, brought to you by Casey Beard Company. Since 2014, Kansas City Beard Company has been providing you with beard and skincare products made with 100% organic ingredients. Follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Casey Beard Co. And, follow, and visit them at CaseyBeardCo.com. Trevor, who is holding the L of the week of the 2019 NFL Prediction Show? Skip Bayless gets the honors this God time. damn it. We have to talk about this guy. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. I just... Because there's still there's still non-believers out there, and I gotta spread the gospel. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Skip Bayless was on, you know, his his dumbass show, Undisputed, um, the other day, and uh, I guess he was talking about how he's still not sold on Patrick Mahomes, right? Good take, you know, solid. He's paid <laughs> one of the highest paid of his job. Still not sold on Mahomes for some reason, um, even though in the past, you know, he's he's been on record saying that he thinks Mahomes has a chance to be one of the greatest. Um, the guy can't keep a, a thought in his head for more than a couple of weeks. So yeah, just the fact that this guy is still doubting 
know, whether he's my guy or not, I think anyone, the consensus around the, the, the world that watches any kind of NFL just by watching the kid play should be sold just from what they saw last year. And uh, you got paid people on here still doubting the greatness of one Patrick LeVon Mahomes. Born so, September 17th, 1995. Yes. Damn. That is correct. So what are you going to do for his birthday? That is correct. <laughs> no comment. Plead the fifth. <laughs> we plead the fifth around here. So Skip Bayless, my buddy, my pal. Go ahead and uh, hold, hold this L. I'm just going to say real quick. You do realize that's what Skip's job is, right? Oh, no. To get our attention, clickbait. Yeah. It's, it worked. I don't care if he believes it or not. That's just Skip. That's why he's so relevant still. And I hate even talking about this bastard, but that's yeah. what he does. And it just it, it, it works. He gets his ratings, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. Eddie? My L this, this week is going to none other than the FIFA World Cup. They just uh, released today. Earlier this morning, the World Cup logo for Qatar 2022. <laughs> and wait, is that it on your phone? Yes, I gotta see this shit. <laughs> um, so a lot of people. What the hell is that? A lot of people are making fun of it. Because, I'm making fun of it because it resembles yeah. kind of like a string cheese, like looped around. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the breast like, yeah, it looks like breast cancer awareness. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's. It doesn't it's make just sense. It's so basic. It's yeah. like a really innovative sex toy or yeah, something. Yeah, like, lo- <laughs> Batteries not included. Exactly. It looks like just like a looks fucking like a, string cheese wrapped, looped around. It looks like it vibrates. It, yes. Uh, and Can you buy that on been, Amazon? They've been taking so much heat uh, throughout the day for it. Uh, so many people are making memes and making fun of it. And so FIFA World Cup for rushing this uh, – World Cup into the Middle Eastern to where they're actually building cities, mm. not just stadiums, yeah. to host the World Cup in two, three years. Yeah. FIFA, go ahead and hold this L. L. Yeah, that, that is bad. I think we like we could sit here and come up with something better than yeah. that. And yeah. we got people making money. Wow, that's, un- that's unbelievable. All right, imagine being, imagine being an historically great fighter. And then getting dropped in the in in the street of your hometown awesome. by some random drunk guy. You imagine like that hitting your pride at a four as forty years old, being one of the most legendary fighters of your time. I'm talking about about one BJ Penn. What happened? See, I, let me preface this by saying I grew up a humongous BJ Penn fan. I liked him back BJ? when he had hair, oh, like one of the greatest, one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. And obviously, of the last like six, seven fights, he's just been a glass chin. Has no business being in an Sucked octagon. All over again. Just been getting his ass kicked left and right. But his name keeps him in the you know, and he's actually in line to have another fight in this next month. But um, this last week, according to TMZ, they had obtained footage showing showing PJ Penn getting knocked out when the fight spilled into the street. Uh, you could see him egging the other guy on. That's the worst part. Is that BJ a con- right. uh, supposed to be a controlled fighter? Who is you know trained a jujitsu fighter? Right. You know, it, it, you picking that. a fight with some random jackass. Yeah. Right, I, it, it, it looks jackass. so bad. And the worst part is, is that he's egging this dude on. I seen the video. The dude looks like Kevin James, and the dude two <laughs> pieces. The down, dude man. two pieces. BJ Penn in the street and drops his shit. Like BJ drops, bro. He straight hits his head on the freaking pavement. Hey, that man has a family. He looked like a bag of potatoes, bro. Just set set. And he was out. 
I mean, he it looked like he got slain in the spirit kind of shit. I mean, can- it was bad. So we can sit here and talk more about it. The fact is, BJ, it's, you, you've become an embarrassment to yourself, to the UFC, man. Like, it, this is so sad to see. Man, I know that your career hasn't ended the way you wanted it to because I know these guys like going out on top. I know it's a pride thing. But Jesus Christ, man, you got to stop. Man. Like, stop being an idiot. You look like a buffoon out there, man. I hope you can redeem yourself in the cage. I hope you can go in there and beat some ass, dude. But you're getting your ass beat by some cholesterol haven dude. Like, how, how does that even happen? I didn't even see that yet. Oh, go watch the video. It's on TMZ. It's all over the damn place, man. It's a, it's just sad to see. I can't believe I'm the one with the depressing L tonight. Right. Usually it's, it's Trevor that me, yeah. you know, gives that away. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. BJ Penn, go ahead and do me a favor and hold, hold this L. L. This was this was a, a very satisfact- uh, satisfying show. This is the one I've been waiting on. I feel satisfied. I think I need a cigarette after this one. I don't even smoke. Um, But uh, I definitely, all of our listeners out there, if you have access to our Facebook account, the Spoken Group, if you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, give us your predictions as well. We don't want it to just be our predictions. I want to hear from you guys. Obviously, Shaggy Shane gave his predictions as well. He's big on my guy Evan's uh, Jaguars. He's got them going 11-5 and and winning the division. I'm not big on them this year, but hey, that's it's it's going to be one of those years of unpredictability. I think it's going to be more on the NFC side, but we'll see what happens. Nevertheless, we are so excited because the next time you hear this show, football, real football, Chiefs will took be one place. The Chiefs will be one and zero. Next time you see this or listen to this show, the Chiefs will be episode twenty nine will be a mm-hmm. very fun show to reflect upon. So. Unfortunately, I won't be here for twenty nine and thirty. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. You're on your cruise, aren't you? What yeah. You, yeah it's, usually, you do those in November, don't you? Yeah, but this one we're doing in September. Okay, well, we'll have to live without Eddie Ortiz. No more yo yo yos for two weeks. That freaking we'll sucks. Get a, we'll get a cardboard cut out of you. Just I don't <laughs> And have somebody else just come in and say yo yo yo. No, we'll have, we'll have, we'll have it recorded on the on the cut out yo 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 yo. We'll have it dubbed in, yeah. <laughs> Eddie from the cruise reporting live from Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> so in that, for Trevor Twidwell, for Eddie Ortiz, I'm Lance Twidwell here in the KC Beardco Studios, finishing up episode 28. Chiefs are winning the goddamn Super Bowl. Mark it down. I got them beating the Seahawks. Trevor's got them beating the Packers. Yeah, and Eddie's got them beating the Saints. In that, until next time, until episode 29, we out of this bitch. See ya. We're going to get out of this bitch. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See ya. You are tuned into the spoken. I might actually stick, I might actually stick around for a little bit.